Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Hydrate Mindset Podcast. We got Dustin Jacoby this week. Talk about the four agreements, fighting, Will Smith punching Chris Rock. <laughs> All the good stuff. Mindset. We didn't get into NFTs. We got the number 15 ranked UFC heavyweight. Light heavyweight. <laughs> the yeah, so uh, listen up. It's a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Tune in. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Bring us in, Matt. Yo. Okay, here we go. Gina, you got a wrap today? No. Hey. We got D in the house. Hey. Yeah. Hey, hey. Here we go. <laughs> That's Dustin right. Raps. He did rap. That's Davis. right. You know me. Kayla's yeah, you beast. will flow me. Brain like Obi-Wan, the man Kenobi in the booth. Yeah, you saw me. Where with our boy, Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> That's an intro right there. That brings us in in a rap every time. <laughs> I have to now. I was That's thinking about it a little dope. bit. That's dope. So in the house, off his five win fight streak. Dustin Jacoby, number 15. Yeah. In the rankings, bro. Right. That's huge, man. Climbing. That's huge. Climbing. I can tap myself on the back for that one, man. Hey. That's cool. It's been a, a decade in the making. So uh, my first UFC fight was in 2011. If you don't mind, for I know you've told this on a thousand podcasts, but I don't think anyone in here's ever heard it. Um, tell us that story. So like... Uh, I love your story, too, because it, I think it's indicative of any entrepreneurial story. Like the loneliness and the grit and the living on ramen while you're still fighting and fighting injured and you know you know your wife's out there working and, and you're both supporting each other and there's all this like strife and then you get to the UFC and then you're out of the UFC and then so yeah tell us some uh, of the story the struggle man um, I often say my struggle is my strength and it's been a struggle since the very beginning uh, I've always been a, a, a really good athlete and and everything I've done my whole life has been centered around sports. And uh, that's, I think that's where I get my structure. And it went right into fighting. I had success early on. Got to 6 no pro. I was beating guys that were supposed to be beating me um, that, that I wasn't supposed to beat. And that's the quickest way to get to the UFC is beating guys. Like my, my fifth pro fight, I think I fought a guy 14-5. and five. He should have beat me. I was, I was 4-0. Uh, my next pro fight, I fought a guy 12 and three. Um, he, he was on the UFC was looking at him. I knocked him out in 37 seconds. So boom, I jump on the scene and it happened really fast. I was like, man, here we go. I, I'm just excelling at a fast rate. You were a college quarterback, uh, college quarterback. Yeah. Remember and, when we first golfed together and I was like a linebacker and I was like, I'm going to chase you around all day. Yeah. I fucking I, hate you. I'm eluding <laughs> you, man. I'm eluding you. I got some moves for you. <laughs> I miss the football days, man. But That was uh, back when you could hit quarterbacks in practice, you Oh, pussies. dude. Yeah. No, tell me about it. I, and I welcomed it. I welcomed it. I never, I was never a go out of bounds quarterback. I tell you what, my coaches, until I got to college and I started getting hit by these college DBs that are just built different than these DBs I used to run over in high school. Right. Then I started getting down a little bit, but, uh, I was never the quarterback to go out of bounds, uh, but going back to the the journey. So what was man, what was the what was the progression? I've I've never heard this either from you directly. What was the progression out of high school? You were kind of floating around, and you decided. Had you already decided in high school you wanted to fight, or was it? No, I mean, I guess I was boxing in high school, backyard boxing. My twin brother and I, Darren, we were badasses, man. Nobody wanted to box us. Everybody wanted to see us go. Yeah. And we did go one time, man. It was a draw, like you can imagine. Split it was decision? Dra- it was drawn it was draw. out. It was a war. <laughs> we were both going down, throwing haymakers, but I uh, did a little boxing. And then um, when I got to college, I was playing college football. My brother hit me up. He's like, It was like a Tuesday. He's like, dude, I'm getting in a fight this weekend. I'm like, wait, what? I thought a fight just happened. Like, I thought it was a spur of the moment. 
and it was like, no, dude, I'm, I'm putting gloves on. I'm weighing in on a Friday. I'm putting, putting four ounce Lose gloves on, and I'm getting into a cage. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm 20 years old. I get on my uh, laptop in, in my dorm room, and I, and I Googled MMA. And that's when the whole thing opened up. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And that was back when MMA was like frowned upon. Like you couldn't. Uh, it was starting to turn a lot of heads. It was like Forrest Griffin days, oh, okay. Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson. Of course, GSP was in there, Anderson Silva. Yeah, you're not that old. Yeah, dude, the, <laughs> the, the goats, man. The guys that like really started turning yeah, the page. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's unbelievable where the sport is now compared to where it was then. Yeah. It's just grown so fast. And I joke with Kayla all the time. I mean, I'm finally to a point where, you know, I'm crushing it now in the UFC, making good money, but these, it's still not great money. It's not like what the athletes are going to get five, ten years from now. Yeah. They're, they're going to be salaried. And like it's that good. Patty the Batty fight. I know, he, I know he's still unproven, but like to only get ten grand, he got the bonus. Yeah, I got the bonus. Well, That's crazy. It, it is crazy. And like I said, of course, I want everybody to make more. I want to make more, and I want everybody to make the most they can. And I think fighters should be paid more. Uh, but the way it's set up, you have a standard intro contract, and he went two and zero. Uh, he fought for twelve and twelve, got the bonus. But dude, his contract's going to jump big time. Yeah. And one thing I heard, uh, I can't remember who said this, but everybody was throwing a fit on Twitter and talking about fighter pay and complaining. But if you look at all those fighters that night, everyone was happy. I mean, Patty the Batty was jumping on the cage. He was going over to Dana with big smiles. Yeah. So He's yeah, got that he, barstool money, though. He, oh, well, <laughs> seven figures outside the UFC. I mean, that's huge, too. So right? tell us about, so like, uh, so college MMA, you get into it. You start going through the, the amateur ranks. And then where, where was the, like, I'm always interested on this podcast because I think Gina and I have struggled so hard building this thing. It's been really, really, really hard. Um, you know, our first six podcasts, I feel like it was me preaching to people like entrepreneurialism is not that cool. And I think we, I think we put it on this pedestal because only a few people ever make, I think it's harder to become an entrepreneur than it is a rock star. Like, especially in what we do when you make a brand, it's one of the hardest things you can do. And so there's been so much struggle and loneliness and shit. So you're, you're coming into your first fights and then where was the real struggle for you and Kayla in the beginning? Like where you almost were like, dude, I don't know if this is worth it. Well, it was like, I, like I said, it goes back to my struggle is my strength, man. Like early on, like I said, everything was going really smooth. I was doing awesome. Get to the UFC. I have two quick fights, two quick losses and booted out. And that's when a lot of people looked like, what are you going to do now? You know, you, you've already been to where everybody's trying to go. Now what? And I'm like, man, I'm what? 23, 24 years old. I'm just going to, keep my nose to the grind. So I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna keep doing it. And I think good thing, good things come to those that, that continue the, on the path, uh, good or, or good or bad. You know, as long as you continue going and, and making steps and, and leaps and bounds every day, I think good things are coming your way. Is and, there ever a por portion in the, in the fight game where you, and I think Gina can relate to this, where we've definitely felt stuck, you know, where there's been like years of just not making progress. Oh, like yeah. Like we, like we were still showing up and doing the work and working really hard, but not making any progress. Was there ever a portion of this where there was like a three-year period where you were like, dude, fuck? Well, yeah, in 2018, uh, that was the first year I just broke my arm twice, back-to-back -back arm breaks. And I couldn't get through a practice without the arm, like feeling well and not being on the sidelines and being the guy that, you know, got hurt every time and had to go out. And that's not me. And I would rather not be at the gym. And I told coach, I'm taking a little break, 2018, 2019. 
Um, there was a, a, a strong period where I didn't think I was going to fight again. And Kayla and I, you know, we had, we had bought a, a place. We had done well, but it was getting to the point where we, we couldn't even afford our mortgage. Right. You know, I wasn't fighting. I mean, I, had, I was working at FedEx, uh, but and we were making decent money, but not enough to keep you afloat in Colorado. Right. And, uh, man, that's when I just really dug deep. I hit a wall. I was like, you know what? She did you ever was, get depressed during that oh, time? Yeah, I did a little bit. Um, I've always, I've always been a huge, a guy that preaches against depression. I think depression and, and I don't want to, yeah, fuck that shit, bro. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just not a guy that, that I, I don't believe in depression, man. I believe in just finding a better way and, and just finding a way, do whatever it takes to make you happy. Yeah. And Kayla and I were talking, Kayla was talking about wanting to move back to the Midwest. I'm like, hell no, I'm never going back. Yeah. And she's like, well then do something. And that's when I, <laughs> that's when I, I just, I, I was like, all right, man, I'm making another run. I'm going back at it. And here I am. So you, so going back to depression, you don't believe in it. So you I never can't felt say it? I don't believe in it. Cause I've felt I, it. I have felt it. I, I have felt it, but just but anytime I've just started to feel it, man, I just jump out. I snap out. It's something I've always been able to do. How do you do it? Must be nice, man. It's just I'm very optimistic and I'm very positive. You do have big energy, bro. I love being. Around I have you. big energy, man, I, and I do. I you feel can't it. not help but smile. I man. love. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this podcast <laughs> all week, dude. I, I, I tell Kayla every time, like I have never seen a fighter come out so. F- fucking excited to fight like every time you walk out of that tunnel you're just like i'm (laughs) i'm so excited to be here and like other guys are like so serious like they're you know, going in like to fight. I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't trust the guy that's smiling. Well, I tell that you what, guy's gonna fuck yeah, you up. Yeah. It's Pablo <laughs> Escobar's all, first. It's all a mindset shot. and his perspective and attitude. Like, of course, I'm a little bit nervous. But what happens when you get nervous? You get scared. You get shaky. Your heart rate spikes. But what happens when you get excited? You kind of get shaky. Your heart rate spikes. So, yeah. so instead of me being nervous and trying to like make it a bad thing, I get excited and, and make it a good thing and a positive thing. I'm yeah. like, here we go, man. One on one, you versus me. Let's go, baby. You know, yeah. I just get my, if I, I'm a big guy, I have swag too. If I get into the zone, I was just talking with Chris last night, Kamozi, and I love hearing it from him because he's a guy that knows his shit. He's a, yeah. a fight veteran, been in a lot of fights, knows what it takes. And he's like, man, when you start, I can always tell when you start like bobbing your shoulders and moving that head and feeling yourself, it's going to be a it's bad over, night for yeah, the other guy. It's yeah. over. And, and sometimes I don't have that. When I find that, when I get in that flow in that zone, and that flow is hard to find, you know, you, we, did we try to find it daily. Uh, but when I get in there, man, I, I feel like I'm one of the best. Yeah. And now I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the top 15 and all that talk. That's another thing about so fighting. So proud of you, bro. That's, that's so you can dope. talk all you want, but then you got to get in there and do <laughs> yeah. it, you know? Keep so. proving it. Yeah. And the last fight, uh, which Gina and I were ringside. Um, I was like a mom. Yeah, and I, I, I know. recorded I, way too much. <laughs> right, you get lost yeah, in trying we, to get. We through. were screaming yeah. and shit. Uh, yeah, it almost looked like you couldn't find that flow in that fight. Oh man, I sure couldn't. And uh, I, I, even I hate told, saying that because, like, no, no, you're right. I, yeah. I, you were right. Chris said it last night too. Kamozi, I was like, you're right, dude. I, I didn't find the flow. It was the whole camp was weird. I was battling injuries. Uh, and hats off to my opponent, dude. After the first round, I remember coach coming over. He's like, all right, tell me what you see. I'm like, dude, I can't find this guy. For one, he's a Southpaw. He's got really good head movement. I go to hit him. He's not there. I I just feel like nothing's there. And, uh, I couldn't find that flow, man. I took a lot of this up here, mental, mental grit and, uh, you know, getting it done. You can win a lot of fights mentally. Right. With with a good mind. I got a hold of him. That like moment of like, 
Oh, okay. He's got his number. It was kind of from there. It was just it yeah. spiraled into like, like later in the second round. Yeah, maybe, where like you, you a got a hold of him. And him. It was like, yeah, I think he's there now. There's the want is a little bit higher now on Dustin's yeah. side. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you had some injuries coming into that one, right? Yeah, I had some injuries to my left foot um, and to my right leg. I couldn't do cardio, and it showed in that fight. Usually, cardio is one of my my best attributes, and same with my opponent too. That's what I was really scared of is couple days before the fight i was talking to randy caruso a good buddy of mine that cornered me i'm like caruso how do i lose this fight he's like listen and he's like listen man he's like this is how i see you losing the fight i see you catching them early and then blowing your wad trying to finish them and this guy's a zombie and he wins all of his fights later in the fight and, and he's always around in the third round. It's like Homer when he's boxing. So, dude, when I caught him in the second round and I went for that finish, man, and then you, that big elbow, I was kind of getting tired. I landed a huge elbow on him, and he didn't go down. I thought, so I just relived that conversation. Fuck. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. I'm this like, guy's Here not we going go. anywhere. We, we talked about this. Here we go. I think that's a misconception in the fight game. Like, sometimes people will watch fights, especially people you know. Like, I remember explaining this to you one night, watching a fight, and uh, I think it was – maybe Anthony or somebody who had somebody kind of stunned and he didn't go in for the kill. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, sometimes was, you get over yeah. anxious, it you either Anthony's get caught fight. coming in or caught coming out or you blow your, your wide. Yeah. Yeah. Which means for those of you who aren't, uh, fight Watt fans, savvy. <laughs> well, if you're not wad savvy, <laughs> uh, it just means, yeah, you gas yourself out. Yeah. I always wondered that too, like with Kamozi because he's Kamozi's. When I watch him, which I don't know, I don't understand fight. All I understand is what he tells me, which I feel like he lies to me a lot just <laughs> to see if I pay attention. But he see, he's always very calculated, and it used to drive me nuts where I'm like, you hit him so why wouldn't you keep, like, run after him and yeah. kill him? Go kill, kill him. <laughs> he's like, no, because if I think he's he could be playing a game with me where he looks like he's stunned, and I go in, and I, I'm kind of like, I think I got it. And then he turns right around and it's like over for me. Yeah. The, the, the mental part too, huh? Like it's like a poker face, but for sure your face is getting, it's like a punch. I've face. seen guys feign being stunned. Huh? Yeah. And then snap back and hit a guy with a right cross and the fight's over. Oh yeah. Uh, Kamozi actually is also one of those people. I'm pretty sure he was knocked out for an entire round. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> that, that glory fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He was, Which out. he came back and won, right? Pretty no, sure he was bro, blacked out. He, uh, <laughs> So we're, I went to the fight in Chicago. And it was in Chicago. The guy he was fighting had a big audience in Chicago, so it was kind of hostile. Kamozi uh, was dominating him, and then this dude just caught him with a leg kick he to the face, out. and you could tell Kamozi was out on his feet. Oh, what fight? What opponent was that? I can uh, kind of black dude. I can't remember his name. Oh, geez, I can't either. I know what you're talking about. Kamozi was, was watching out. at home, so I'm hearing commentary. And she I'm told like, us later, he's Chris. like, "Dude, I was out on my feet." Uh, and Kamozi's so tough that way. Oh, so, so such tough. A chin, I've never dude. seen the guy. He's such a chin. Um, and then the, Saved by the Bell, and then he comes out and dominates the guy. And then it was really controversial because they went to uh, the scorecards. They did another round, It right? was a draw. So sudden death round. Waller? Sudden death. Yeah, that sounds right. Waller, Waller. It's a black dude, right? Yeah. yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah I wanted to fight that guy in my days. Here's of our glory. tale of the tape for this light heavyweight. Yes, yeah. this is the one. Thirty-three years old. Yeah.
I believe, but maybe some judges will score 10-8. It was that dominant. It's really hard to tell. Glory is an awesome promotion. What do you guys think about kickboxing? I love. Oh, he's got the coils on the shorts. Look, look at that right there. Our dude. That's where I started. I just style move. Or no, you, that's when you're like, yeah, I, I spent uh, the good majority of my career with Glory from 2013 to 2019. Oh, wow. So I had 21, I think 25, 20, 20 or 21 fights with Glory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you miss that? I, I enjoy, yeah, I, I enjoy kickboxing more, honestly. Your style is more kickboxing. Yeah, and, and one thing that I still haven't really got into, boxing, I am one to know pro boxing, but I feel like it'd be nasty in the ring, too. Yeah. I love that yeah. Jake you Paul fight. You have nasty hands, fuck. Oh, my I love that Jake Paul kill fight, Jake man. Paul. I, I said, I'm a, that's nothing. In Glory, I fought six different times in tournaments. Five different times I'd won fights, and four times I won the whole thing. So you're fighting multiple times in a night. Yeah. I proposed, and I don't know if I ever got this out to a big enough audience, but I would like to be a four-man tournament, put both Paul brothers in there. I'll, I'll start with Jake or Logan, whichever one, <laughs> and if one of the, if those guys win their match, we meet up in the championship and we'll do a four-man tournament. Let's go. Dope. Then I can fight both of them in one night. At That'd the same time. And people are like, Probably. how can you do that? I'm like, what? What do you mean, how can I do that? I've done it. <laughs> Dude, some of the greatest like kickboxing glory moments are these guys like, uh, what's that Australian dude's name, Savage? Uh, Corbett, Nathan Corbett. Corbett. Who had multiple fights in one night with some of the toughest yeah. dudes. Yeah. I fought in a, an eight-man tournament with Corbett. Did you? I Is never, he in weight class? I, yeah, we fought. Uh, it was New York City. It was uh, Jul June or July of 2013. Eight man tournament winner got 250k. I'm like, what? Here we go, baby. I won my first <laughs> fight, uh, and then my second fight was against the number one guy in the world at the time, Daniel Lunga. He was 52 and four. I lost a split decision. <sighs> I hit that dude with everything I had. There was times like you know when you play golf or play baseball and you hit the home run yeah. and you hit the money shot. Yeah. I hit him like six different times with a jab that I was like, that's the money shot. And like I saw him kind of wobble, but he just kept coming. He was a machine. His he, he ended up winning the split decision. He fought Tyrone Spong in the championship. The 16 seconds, the very first punch Tyrone Spong threw put uh, Daniel Lunga down. Damn! I was like, man, Spong should give me a portion of that. <laughs> yeah, like, I helped I know. with that. I did help with I that. I loosened it. Oh, you got it. the assist. <laughs> I definitely loosened that cap. Yeah. <laughs> got the assist on that at least. Yeah. Right. Which, I don't know, do you guys know Tyrone Spong? That's a scary dude. Uh -huh. Oh, he's a monster. His That's name sounds thing. scary. Okay, so. Is he a Thai guy? He's, uh, he, he, no, he's, uh, Sur he's from Suriname, Suriname. Um, a Dutch? Yeah, he's like a Dutch. Dude, the Dutch are fierce, bro. bro. This guy is oh, a badass. That guy's Here, a Here's machine. another, and I love Spong, too, oh, man. Didn't he have a bunch of battles with Corbett? Oh, I'm sure they fought. You know, those kickboxing guys. Muay Thai guys. They guy looks like a beat. Look how roided he is in that top right photo. Yeah. So the thing about Spong is he used to fight at like 170 pounds. Well, in the, in the kickboxing days, like they gave the bigger money to the big guys. So he was like, well, screw this. I'm pretty sure he just started juicing up. He's yeah. like, I'm going to be a big guy. And he became a big guy and, and, and pretty lethal. But I tell you what, the thing about kickboxing and Muay Thai and fighting in general is there's so many badass martial artists out there that people don't know about. Yo, there's, you know that knockout of, uh, so there was this guy that um, he became kind of like, uh, kind of I think they were trying to bill him as the next Wonder Boy, was Sage Northcutt. Oh, yeah, and okay. Sage was this really like electric, electric, uh, super fit. 
Uh, and he came from a karate background. So he had all these like crazy moves that were karate driven, could like backflip and really wide stance. Right. Uh, yeah, but he just, he just had a flashy style. Sage Northcutt did. And, uh, he went, he left UFC and then fought one of the top Muay Thai guys in the world. And this dude, (laughs) the knockouts fierce, bro. He like, he like not a leg sweep, but just tripped his front leg. And as he was coming down, just ne- need him broke his entire face. Yeah, I remember that That right here. Yep. <clears throat> oh, you showed me that. Yeah. I remember that. I don't think he's fought since. And I think to your point though, there's some dudes out there who have massive records and glory and, and kickboxing who are fucking savages. Like dude, d- dudes that don't even have massive records. I, I spent some time in Breda Holland, right? And they have a class fighters, which would be considered pro. B-class fighters, which would be considered you're about ready to go pro, and C-class fighters, which is like amateur. I literally sparred with dozens of C-class fighters that pushed me to the limit. Yeah. And that was like, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's an amateur? Like, the, And these kids are kickboxing from the time they're like, can can walk. Right. You know, they're, they're kids. Savage. Cla- savage, man. Savages. And they've been doing it forever. Maddie, see if you can find that knockout. <laughs> like it's get, savage. Like, UFC always gets, I mean, because it's, it's just become such a big deal, but though it's yeah, like, it's some, like those fighters get so much this credit one? when you're like, yeah. if you there's another guy fighting with no recognition. Did you right know now that is half a teaspoon angry. burns oh, yeah. fat seven hundred and twenty-eight percent faster for it's, sure? I, like I wish that there was more of that like available like for everyone else to see where there's more than just. The UFC, the UFC, yeah. where guys, a lot right. of it is just seen as that is jujitsu, and that's what you assume. We'll right. punch you a few times, we're probably gonna go to the ground. When there's so many other fights that just like it, you could put your kid, like kids could watch this and like, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. Yeah. I want to be a kickboxer. Those guys are amazing. I want to yeah. be, you know, like boxing. I feel like you just finally it, came around again with Tyson Fury when he had that fight. Yep. Back up. I tell you what, dude. Watch this. Or is it a punch? No, I think you're right, if I remember correctly. This is so savage. Yeah. Do you remember where it, when it was? It's right here. It's right. Oh, oh my oh. God. Just, oh. Didn't like trip him. Wrong, different knockout. <laughs> Broke his entire face. Wow. Oh. No, and you. Sage had already been and in the UFC. Just like, like that. The fight's over. Just takes one shot, man. You ever so, gamble on fights? Yeah. You have to gamble on yeah. fights. It's so hard to watch because if I don't have money on the line, I'm like, okay, it's no big deal. You have money on the line, you're like, oh my God, he's going to get knocked out. Like, Even like $5. I, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, it makes it just so much more scary, I guess, you know? Like, one of the worst gambling days I've ever had was on, uh, I think it was the U.S. Open golf. Or yep, I, it absolutely was. <laughs> so I played golf all day. I come home. I, uh, it's a lot of times when I come home, I'll sit on the porch and I'll put my iPad out and I'll keep watching golf and I'll clean my clubs and stuff and keep practice Nerd swinging, keep, keep trying to get better. And uh, I started betting on, and Mirakawa, who's one of my favorite golfers, because he's so crispy, arguably one of the greatest iron players in the world, he he's up like four strokes. I'm like, I'll take this bet. Wasn't a big payoff. Then he goes down. Then it goes into a playoff. Oh, they're on the last hole. And I, I'm like two G's in already, <laughs> but I kept, cause DraftKings will let you do that thing. Well, they'll, they'll keep letting you bet each minute. The odds change. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, 
He's going to the playoff. I'm, g- I'm probably going to lose this portion, but if I bet another two grand on just this putt, I'll he only ha- he only had to make a like a four it foot was a putt. putt, but from like four feet, like, like automatic. I'm like, dude, I'm going to win all my money back. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, breaking even is, is a huge win. Misses the putt. He uh, misses it by a landslide. Like it was an Im- oh, where you're like how from four feet oh how did you miss that yeah i lost like four grand couldn't talk for like four hours <laughs> i think, uh, you, I think you broke an ipad i almost threw the ipad off the balcony a club. make it about 5500 fuck it was like bad like it was from because i i mean i have i watch golf i get for the most i understand for the most part the goal of it and that one for me i was like i don't feel like that was something you should have missed no they that usually a, don't but they are human yeah no, and it was it was a playoff for a major championship and, and a lot of pressure and you know four foot putt and I and I yeah he ruined my fucking week. Miracolo, <laughs> if you ever see this, you owe me, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. I love watching golf. Golf in the beginning is like it's a little once it gets to the end where it's like they start oh, like flopping their place you're like oh it gets intense oh i love it or like back in the day when tiger was playing still and there'd be like a whole course following him around and he'd be i mean i argued i, the, hope I we think see him here in april so so here's here's so a good conversation crazy. to have i do want to go back to like some of your struggles though it's it's yeah um i think tiger Let's talk woods about your bad stuff I, no yeah. I, I, I love talking <laughs> about the struggle tiger woods in my opinion is the great okay not the greatest athlete. LeBron is probably arguably the greatest athlete, like physical athlete. Yep. Uh, yep. Michael I, Jordan. Uh, there's guys who play football. Miles Garrett. Some of these guys are the greatest physical athletes, right? Tiger Woods to me is the is the most mentally tough person ever. You can't even. It's Dude. not even a comparison to oh, do what he did on a golf course. In comparison, would be like Jordan winning 15 NBA titles, 14 N- NBA MVPs six defensive championships like it, there's not even a comparison into what he's accomplished as in a sport that anyone's even come close to ever and a sports mount rushmore i mean like, he's on it 100 percent. there was a statistic once where he was number one in the world for like six years and won like i don't know like 60 matches in a row yeah that doesn't happen no i know yeah, I think he's the greatest athlete. He's, I love he's incredible. His, his son when they were playing that. Oh gosh, Charlie! His, like he's yeah. just he's moments away from just oh, breaking he, into. He's going to be the next big oh, yeah. Woods. They have I the mean. same but here's swing. What's so crazy. Horrible. It's here's what's crazy about golf: as good as Charlie Woods is, who could probably beat everyone in this room. Oh yeah, he, he went and played a tournament in Florida, and he finished like top fifty. That Wait. means there's fifty other kids just in Florida yep. who are better than Charlie Woods already at like eleven. Right. I want like golf is the hardest game. I used to shit on it because of being such a brute force athlete my whole <laughs> right, life. Like right. I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah. It's for fucking nerds. I can't stand it. Uh, you know, and then you start to play golf and really try to understand the game and you realize it's arguably the hardest sport. Oh, dude. It, it's, on earth. I, I mean, not like, like MMA. I think our people would argue like MMA is harder. You, you could die. You could break your face. You could, it's scarier. But golf is especially uh, like master's level where there's consecutive days where you have to keep that. Can same you imagine playing strength. the same course four days in a row and two days of practice t- t- and shooting 10 under or 20 under? No. Could you ever hard to fathom? I mean, I, I, I'm lucky to be 20 to 30 over in right, four rounds. Right. You know what I mean? On a course you've played a hundred times. On a course I've played a hundred times. With no pin movement. No, it's the, the, yeah, the, the no mental pressure. fortitude and, and strength that, that those guys have is incredible. It's nuts. I wonder too, like, cause I, 
golf wasn't like an idea when I was a kid. It was what sport are we going to get Gina into? And it was every ball sport. It was soccer. Now she hates soccer. Softball, she likes that. Basketball. It was never like, what about golf? Right. I wish like, it would have been. Like, yeah. I wish I would have when I was so younger. So like, where is that like, is it a parent push yeah, or is my, it more of like the kid being like, you I don't want to be a golfer? Well, I think it's a parent push as well. It wasn't popular when we were kids. No. But, but also, like you said, we're like brood athletes. I wanted to be on like a, a football field. Fighting or, people and shit. Yeah, I wanted to be out like, you know. Smashing rubbing, heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, in golf know? since we I was used a kid. To pick, we used to pick on the golf kids yeah, in my, high school. My grandpa was uh, on the seniors oh, tour. My dad was like a local pro, and I was just the family disappointment when it came to the <laughs> wow. course. Wow. I was not good. Set wow. the bar high. I was not wow. good. And they tried huh? so hard. Well, and then it was, do you play football you or do you play golf? Button? No. Huh? <laughs> That's huh? him. Huh? 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 We should, make, du- we should make Dustin do fancy yeah. shit on the computer as a challenge today. Huh? Oh shit! I would fail. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta bring back tech support, I would dude. Fail worse than tech support's my you know, favorite. Sweating. <laughs> I know. Sweating. I watched that. So uncomfortable. Yeah. So uncomfortable. Sweating and like he was like it, getting like dry mouth. He was like, oh, I don't. Oh fuck! He was I, I should yeah. open yeah. up Excel on this and have him. Come at some cells. Bro, yeah, have them add cells together, dude. Not a <laughs> That'd chance. That'd be so not funny. I think no, you, like, click the top one and kind of drag down. <laughs> hey, <Totally>. we'll see. Totally. <laughs> 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 Some equals. Yo, so so going back to the career, what was one of the, t- like, was there a moment when you, so you said there was a moment when Kayla was like, get off your ass. In that moment, was it, were you guys, like, living on ramen? Was it, like... You didn't know where meals were coming from. Did it ever get to no, that point? No, it never got to that point. But, I mean, we were racking up credit card debt. And you never had anxiety about any of it? No, bro. Like Maddie and I talk about. And see, that's where Kayla and I are so different. Um, she's like the yin. We're the yin and the yang. Kayla's and- driven by anxiety. Oh, she, dude, she gets so her anxiety so is terrible. Sometimes. Get addicted to anxiety. She she just wants She's everything to be so good. Though. She is a perfectionist, and it goes. I mean, you guys see it now working with her. I guarantee it. But hey, this goes with everything she does in life, and she takes care of herself. Gets to the gym at five a.m. every morning. She's drinking her gallon of water. Like everything's got to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah no, yeah. she's she's, she's a special person. She, she helped she raise the bar here. Incredi- oh, I do you know what I mean? It. Like, I think we were in a rut for a while, and. Uh, when Kayla came in because of her energy and what she demands and, uh, you know, one of our new things at Coyos is raise your standards. There's, there's no secret to life. The people who have better lives just have better standards, period. Yeah. There's no secret. Uh, and she just lives at a standard that draws people up. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, man. She She's brought out right the best away. of me from the moment I met her. She's a G. What'd you yep. used to call her? On top of in shit. College? Agent Trace. No, Kayla, oh, on- Kayla on top of shit, Tracy. Agent Trace, that's good too. Agent Trace too, but... Uh, so you never had anxiety? Like, like. let me give you an example. No, I never, I never did. I never trip about that because I just know everything's going to be good. As long as I, I do what I'm supposed to be doing, everything's going to be good. Is your brother so where I'm getting at with that, like... Not, I mean, yes, but no. I'm, I guess not to the extent of... Of, of me. Yeah. Um, These are twins, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's my twin brother. Yeah. I had no idea. That's tight. <laughs> tight. I, need, I need to hang yes, out with yeah. both of them. So, yo, yes, so. You know I had a twin brother? No. Oh, yeah. We got to get him on the podcast, man. He's funny. He's not much of a podcaster. He's funny. He, he's pretty. Uh, he's uh, dry. He's like. Brew, oh, he's that quiet one. Where you got to like worry about what he said quietly under his breath. That's my style. <laughs> so where I was going with that is like, sometimes I get anxiety even in the business where, you know, I want to grow faster. I want to be bigger. I want to, 
Um, we want more stores. We want, you know, more accolades. Uh, I think it's a weakness that I definitely have. I think it's also what makes me a great entrepreneur is cause I'm always pushing everybody to the limit. Um, but sometimes it creates anxiety with me. I know Maddie, you know, Maddie's dream is to be a, you know, a producer at full time, but Maddie, you still deal with anxiety on certain levels. And I think a lot of people do. I think in this era of like Instagram and everyone's fucking presenting the best of themselves, but not the worst of themselves. Like I would imagine during, like was it you were working FedEx, there weren't days where you were like, like the anxiety took over and you're like, I got to get back to the ring. I got to. No, I mean, there were some days where I would get like mad, but um, I always look at the man in the mirror. That's, that's the only person I try to impress. Um, that, that's the guy I do it for, you know, and, and I look at him and I just, I tell him, you know, we need to change. We need to do this. You need to do that. You know, I do a lot of stuff in that mirror that people don't have no idea. Never see. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, well, I get a fight for instance, every single day I look in that mirror and I tell myself, you're not losing that fight. Or I'll tell myself positive affirmations, things that I'm going to do after the fight, what I'm going to say after I win, when I win, how I win, you know? And, um, it, dude, I look at myself like pissed off too. Like I'll, I'll that's a, is it an every morning thing? It's a, a 90% of the time morning. Yeah. All the time right now. Not so much. It's more when I have a, a, a fight, you know, and something that I'm looking towards. Um, but every day in general, it's like, gotta go. You're a pimp. Gotta go, man. That's awesome. What and I honestly I don't think people do that enough. No, I had don't. to write shit on my mirror like you you're gonna do great. You're a rock star. But I like where it does then I got embarrassed because girls came over and like this guy's got shit on his mirror. Like, <laughs> I know. You just gotta own your shit. I, bro. I, I am it, now, man. bro. Own it, but man. I think where Dustin takes that a step further that I think people people always want better lives, but they never are willing to really do even simple stuff like that. Uh um like, to yeah, get like, the I results. allow myself it's I'm faster to get into my own rut than I am to get myself out of it where it's just as easy. You can go one of two ways just as fast. Yeah. But I'm more prone to be like, fuck, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And then it's like this like but a it, roller coaster. But, see, but what see, Dustin is me. saying is yeah. it's so simple to like excuse yourself when you're feeling that way. It's even a lesson for me where you could run to the bathroom real quick and as corny as it may sound, you can stand there and be like fucking winner. Yeah. You're going to figure or, this out, bro. Quit being a bitch. You're fucking awesome. Oh, dude, and the intensity and it, in the eyes. The eyes don't ever lie, you know who, man. You know who mm -hmm. does that and he doesn't say it the way that you do is Tony Robbins. He always talks about breaking breaking the pattern. Breaking the pattern. If you're in a bad pattern and you can recognize it and you're self-conscious enough to recognize that I'm in a bad pattern, you can break it. So you'll see him on stage like a girl will be crying or a guy and he'll be like, shut the fuck up. And they'll get so, and he'll be like, I was just trying to break your pattern. Now that your pattern's broken, we can talk like people and we can, you're open to ideas. I think that success tip is so simple that if you're in a bad pattern, you're doing sales calls or you're doing the thing, you can run to the bathroom. Well, you, you know what you said that, that I picked up on is being able to recognize it. I yeah. don't think a lot of people can recognize right. it. Right. Very uh, true. And I think that's something that I've been blessed with is I can recognize it. I can see, uh, like I said, perspective and attitude. I, I just I get it, you know, and, yeah. and, and not a lot of people get it. Not a lot of people can see it. I think so, fighter, like fighters specifically, because you're always so in tune with your own body that you have just a little more of like that extra push to do drive, that yeah. and see that in yourself than normal quote people, because we're not constantly thinking about 
what my body is doing, how it's reacting, how it feels. But you have to, that's your job. Yeah. So it's more, it's, you're used to evaluating all the time how you feel. So I'm also quick- my biggest critic. Like I said, I, I don't let a lot of people get to me. I don't care. I, I say this all the time. You have people telling you how great you are and you have people telling you how bad you are. They're both wrong. You're not as great right. as, as they're saying you are. And you're not as bad as you say you are, man. The only person that the, the real critic, the guy that I really care about is me. And that's the guy I talk to in the mirror on an almost daily basis. See, but I take that too far. Sometimes I'm so hard on myself that I wouldn't say I ever hate myself, but I'm so hard on myself. We're to the point where I'm like, if we're not doing a hundred million in 24 months, 24 minutes <laughs> <laughs> right now, yeah. right now. Yeah. But I, sometimes I push that on people and it sometimes creates a negative environment where I have to learn to break my pattern. Um, so sometimes I'm too hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I think there's a balance there, right? Like Definitely. There's got to be one thing. My struggle, my career has taught me is patience. You know, my mm. career has really taught me patience. And cause trust me, I have I, I, I'm, I'm a, to Chris. Hey man, I, I, I'm low on patience as well, but it's something that I try to practice all the time and, and work on and be again, recognize that you need to have a little patience. Cause I'm the same way. I want things right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want this right now. I want to be here right now, but my career has taught me especially me, right? I've taken the long road and look where I'm at now. It's been a lot of up and downs, up and downs, up and downs all the way to the top, you know? Um, and I've had to be patient and I've had to teach myself patience. And did you ever want to quit at a certain point? Uh, that 2018 time frame, um, it got to where I, you know, I told coach, I'm like, dude, I, I'm hurt every freaking day. And, and then I have to walk away. Like, that's not me. I'm just stepping away. I didn't go to the gym for like eight months, got into an easy drinking every day until I'd get done with FedEx. I, I was a, huh? a, a gangster delivering packages, bro. I do, <laughs> I do 80 to a hundred stops and like 250 packages in like Six four hours. Dogs like hours. Come <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I, that's a full day where I'd get in there and I'd be done and, and come noontime I was going and playing golf and I was drinking a dozen beers on the golf course or more. Yeah. And, and you know, every single day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Congratulations. And you get into a rut, you get into a rut and, uh, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Screw it. And then it got to a point, and this isn't me, but I'd see people uh, on fighters and, and they'd have success. I'm like, man, screw that. Like, I hated fighting. I was like, you know, fuck that. I don't even want to do that. Those guys suck. See, and that's the part I, I think a lot of people get into is like you hit a you hit a rut. And Anthony said it well on the podcast last week. And again, why I'm always interested in how people get through struggles, because I think a lot of people are struggling right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We've had pandemic, supply chain crisis, now possibly World War Three. It's been an unprecedented time. I think we're more isolated than ever. I think people see other lives so much on the internet. That's uh, the biggest thing, man. Comparison is the root of all evil. Yeah. You said it earlier that people just, you're comparing your Instagram to someone else's or comparing what you have to what others have. Like, you got to let go of that, yeah. man. It's like back in the back in the eighties, even it was like, what do the neighbors' cars look like? Now you know not only what their car the looks Joneses, like, their right? kids look like, what's in their closet. They just like, show you their bank account just for no reason. Yeah, it's That's tough though. But it's, I try to stay off of. Well, if, I mean, my social media is more surrounded with like bulldog videos and like, that's <laughs> what I like to see. Yeah, and does horses, it just make you bulldog. really happy? Yeah, Walnuts. I love it. I love when I see a weird, like a crazy bulldog video. I'm like this made my whole day just now. But yeah. I had to start unfollowing certain accounts where I'm, it used to be like a motivation type, but then it got so saturated of like, this is what I am and you're not. 
And it was not, I think, not that they were trying to do that, but it happens when you're like, what the fuck? Cause I'm working 14 hours a day and I didn't go to the gym. So I'm a piece of shit. And then it, that real goes. Don't you like, think though, that Dustin has like another success tip in life? Just happiness tip in life is I would say Dustin and I'm not coming at him has incredible ability to have balance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're like, even, even tomorrow, if I, and I'm, I started this company, I can, pro, I can do whatever I want realistically, but if I were to golf tomorrow afternoon, it would like stress me out. I haven't given myself the ability to have balance yet. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that lack of balance causes even more comparison mode. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that too, with like, if people want like a vacation time or they want a day off or they want when the, the, crazy part of Chris wants to be like, no, fuck that. You can't go anywhere. But then I would make people pee in bottles in the office if I could. (laughs) When you remind him where you're like, but if that person has that day or gets to separate from what they're doing, they come back and it's It's the pattern break. Yeah. They've had time to be like, okay, now I can go. And at my core, I'm I'm one of those believers in four day work weeks. And I'm, I am a believer in, in balance, but I, it's been hard for me to do it in my own life, which is, crazy. Cause I understand like, even with fighting, like some of your guys' schedules, I'm like, why, why are they still sparring so hard at this stage? Like you already know how to fight. It feels mm-hmm. like it's a diminishing return at that point. Yeah. It, it depends on what point you are in your career. Like where I'm at my career, you're right. I don't spar as much as I used to younger when you're younger and early on, you need to spar more. You need to get, you need to learn that in the gym. But like, even in camps, I mean, like like I know camps where guys are two, you know, two, three weeks out and they're still fucking getting after hanging on each other. And you're like, yeah. why? Well, I mean, it's, it's necessary. But I can't learn that in my own business. I can't, I, it, for some reason I know the concept, but I can't apply it. Probably practice. <laughs> you, you tend to go the biggest like bl- double black diamond right away where you should yeah, probably take the bunny the hill every day for a little bit. Of- yeah. Are you like that? D I can't do anything and I'm trying to work on it. And it, and even passing 40 hasn't helped me calm down. It's just Everything course. I do is so intense. Like, like I'm going to cook a dinner it's tonight. Just and who it, you are, man. And it could have yeah. been as simple as like, just make grilled cheeses. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do a shrimp scampi with like layered steak. And I'm going to do this side dish. And it's like, why would you do all that? I'm like, I don't, it's just what I like. First of all, I love cooking and I love that. It's like my love language. But yeah, everything I do Act is so, service. Like when we went so snowboarding intense. with the team last week, I was so upset that I couldn't like ride hard. <laughs> that that I that he had to stop me. And yeah, he wasn't like, like he hucking was like, a backflip where you're like, you don't really have to do that though today. You can just go down the mountain. That's I was almost too. mad at you guys. I was like, you guys are so bad at this. And I, <laughs> yeah, it was I, good. I was teaching people. I could I know, rip but with you. You had to come in my ear and go, dude they don't really do this. Like, and I was like, you're right. Yeah, like like he had to like, calm me down. Like, you're not like, at the Olympic games. Stupid. Calm down. But that's how my brain works. Yeah. Like if him I and I were to go play racquetball well. today, I, it would be a battle and I'd talk shit and I'd be like, I'm going to win or Dustin so, and I are going to fight. You like, can't even and, play and a game with Uno with him. Like it's and then just, I would win. When we trade the call of duty controller, it is the sweatiest. I beat Chris so bad at racquetball last time we went. I want to play. He told me about it. I want to play. You got to go. claims he wins though. All right. Well, he claimed it at the dinner. You know what you and I have is this, uh, Chris always says this about you behind your back, which is Dustin's good at everything. Huh? I'm one of those athletes mm-hmm. who like picks up sports quick. Yeah. Now you um, are an, an athlete. I'm a, a gamer, athlete. man. Who me? No. Well, yes, but Dustin is a true, you can even see it too. 
in certain fighters. It's really, really clear. I'm a gamer, man. If someone is a you want to play beer pong or you want to play good golf. at basketball. <laughs> come on, dude, he he got uh, intense at the fit soda games. Fit soda games between him and Kayla. I was like, they're either gonna kill that was each an unfair matchup. We should have never <laughs> paired those guys together. Yeah, that was the Globetrotters versus the that was a regular. Kayla, tur- Kayla turned on me so fast. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought we. So, if you're partners. hearing this for the first time and you've never seen the Fit Soda games, we, Which had we to need say, to get back in action. We do. You guys um, aren't allowed to be teammates anymore. <laughs> we're getting a new office soon and we're going to have them like every day. But uh, we did a Fit Soda games where we got, we were trying to get people together and just play these fun games and give away money and whatever. And we paired Dustin with his wife, two of the most competitive athletic people on earth, versus, was it you and Maddie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's pulling it up. And it was just a bad matchup. You guys got smoked. But they had like strategy. What? I was like, did you fucking plan this? And Kayla's like, yeah. I mean, I knew what we were doing going into this. I'm like, what? I, I was sweating. This, I was, I, oh, she probably did. <laughs> I was sweating the trivia at the part of it. <laughs> That's all I wanted. We never got there. I, had, you know, I just I had to shut it out before we got there, you know? You shut it down in the third shut round. Shut it down, baby. <laughs> Finish this fight. That yeah, was fun, fun, huh? Do you feel like, Dustin, when you're... <laughs> Do you feel like the place that you're in in your fight too, or the, even the journey is having a partner like Kayla who always is like pushing and oh, pressing and like, you've got to be the best. You have to be the best. 100%. She's, Would you fall of, like, apart without her? Like, it's okay that you didn't win. I like, wouldn't fall apart. I, I tell, and I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm the type of person. Do you know how to do I'm laundry? Not, I'm not, I do all, I do most of our laundry. <laughs> I do all, I do all our dishes. Kayla's the cooker of the two. I'm not a cooker. I, I can whip something up. I did cook spaghetti a couple nights ago. Got it, baby. So I put, I put some spaghetti together. I'm capable of it. It's not my thing. And, yeah. K- Kayla's, and Kayla's so good at it. I let her do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, having a life partner like Kayla to push me every day is a, a big reason where I'm at today. And yeah. like going back to you, I would like to think if she wasn't around, I would still be succeeding and finding a way because that's just who I am. But at the same time, I can't sit here and tell you that I'm, I would be better off without her. Yeah. Are you one of those believers in the, in the saying, like, behind every great man, there's a there's an even better woman? Or Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and she lets me be me. She lets me. I, she doesn't always like it sometimes. And, you know, we'll go out, and I'm always, you know, the life of the party, the big energy guy. And um, she just kind of lets me soar, man. And and uh, with with some limitations. Like, she, she'll hold me back on certain things, and I'm acting a fool or, you know, not making the best decisions. But, uh we're a good couple. We're good. Yeah. We, we work well together. Oh, it's clear. And she has. Yeah. She's a fun time too. She goes out. She gets after. Oh, I fucking it. love going out with Kayla. Yeah, she's. A, we she's karaoke a for hours. Karaoke was so. That's <laughs> when we knew that she was in a click with the team when we I were doing karaoke. Oh, yeah, I couldn't night. believe when I saw her. At she's the one of the too. homies. I was like, "Who are you with the ripped jeans and the belly button ring?" Right <laughs> like, Who's yeah. this? Right? She was like, "Stop." <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. But that's why I love Kayla. I was like, "That's." It was the test. We put down like ten Coors Lights in a matter of like. I was like, oh, "Hey, girl can drink hey, some beer. you are a beer drinker." Which she's, already she's a beer sold. drinker, yeah. But she sat in there and we karaoke for hours. I was like, "You should probably." I was I full goblin at that time too. But she it just, was fun. That goblin? girl loves goblin to mode. have a good time when it's like there's. It's like an activity thing. Like she loves to do stuff in a small group, but she has the f- best fucking time. Yeah. And for she's sure. like, kind of like silent about it. We're like, I did not know you had that. In oh, you. for sure. Okay. She is man. She yeah. Is. She's like a little assassin. She rips. Yeah. So what's next, man? Who's the, um, so you wanted to quit 
And then what happened? So you, you, I just, I, I kept seeing these guys have success and, and I was like, man, I know I like it. I was just bitter at that time. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm done. But then the other part was like, dude, I'd smoke that guy. Like I was watching Eon Kulaba, who I fought last May. I remember during this time, 2018, I was watching him fight. I was like, dude, I know I could be across from that guy. I, I, I know I can. And uh, I, I do a lot of manifesting too. And, and there I was less than a couple years later, I was in the octagon with him. Uh, but I just... I knew I could do better, and then what really got me back in was uh, Anthony Smith. Him, him, and Coach hit me up, and he was fighting John Jones. And this was uh, this would have been March of 2019, and so hit me up probably in like November of that year, uh, October November time frame. Is like, hey man, I could really use your help. Come in here and emulate John Jones. You'd be the best look for me. Give me the best push. Yeah. So I got back in the gym, started having fun with it, and uh, shit. One thing led to another. I got back in shape pretty quick, and, uh, and then I began. How did you? How did you get back to getting a UFC contract? So we turn me down like like one millimeter. So um, how that happened was, um, I tell you what, I, I got to give a big. Uh, shout out to my agency, Iridium Sports Agency, and Jason House, my manager. Uh, if it w if I weren't for him, I don't think I would have got back in. I think they would have overlooked me. But uh, I, I was tr I was trying to find fights in 2019. I was supposed to fight in the PFL tournament. So, so where does a fighter like? Because that's a tough moment, I think, too. For and I keep relating this back to like people who are in businesses and trying to start stuff, and it's where you're. So you're you're back now, and you're trying to get fights. Which was very tough. Very yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, to walk us through that. So, oh well, here, here well, check this out. This is an awesome story. So, I get Anthony back in shape. We go, and, and he has his fight in March, and you know loses John Jones. But of course, we know his his path. He's going back for that title. He'll be fighting for the number one contenders fight coming up. Yep. And I had a fight. Uh, it was a short notice fight. It was in Nebraska. This small show, dirt floors, country <laughs> as fuck, which is awesome. I love no, that. No, and, and, and I was asking Anthony about that. Is that one of those moments where you're like, and be honest, where you're like, fuck, dude, like all these years and I'm fucking, there's dirt floors. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, I, but you know what? Also, right? I, I love I love those shows too. But how do, you, how do you teach people like who might be listening to this to like, you got to still push past that. Like yeah. no matter where you're at in life, you're 45, you're starting a new career. You might be out selling insurance or real estate, whatever well, you're I've, doing. I've said it a couple of times, perspective and attitude, man. Mm. I, I could look at that and be like, fuck this. You know, I'm way better than this, blah, blah, blah. Or I can look at this and be like, bro, I'm going to rock this fucking place. Yeah, These people yeah. are going to see something they've never seen before. So you're in Nebraska, in in, in Nebraska, in uh, in like oh, dirt floors, where the hell in was a barn. <laughs> it, it was crazy, and I, my opponent, I'm fighting this guy. I knew I was going to starch him. I, I just yeah. looked that way in. I'm not even in the best shape. I'm still kind of working my way back in. But again, I knew. I mean, he was like 20 and 10 or something. I, who knows? But I just looked right in his eyes. He knew it too. I even told people that night, I'm like, I hope uh, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to kick him or hit him one hard time. He's going to fold and he's going to give me a way to where I just have to punch him a couple of times. It's going to be a TKO. Yeah. It didn't even get there. I'm warming up. We're, so we're warming up in the same locker room, in the same, the same big area. I'm like, this is kind of weird, but whatever. I was like, this is, this is worse for him than me because he's going to see me warming up. This guy's not going to want to fight. 
and I'm in there and I'm rattling the cage, man. I'm drenching in sweat. We're we're getting ready to go out. The the, the fight before. Are you allowed us. to like chirp? Were you chirping at him? Uh, I, I wasn't chirping. I was. I, 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 get, I get in the shit. zone, man. I get in the zone. I think I would have been saying weird shit too. Like I live like you're talking about that energy. I think I had so much coming off of me that he, he was he, like he fuck, wanted no. Part I don't want to do this anymore. The guy tripped down the stairs. I watched this happen. I, I we're we're the next fight up. The fight just got over. The crowd went nuts. They, they, they called out the winner. I'm like, here we go, baby. We're making the walk. The guy, like, I see him, like, pacing, and then I see him, like, run over to the staircase right in front of me. He took, like, one step and, like, just fell down oh, and then boy. rolled down 14 flight, uh, fourteen steps. And I and I'm, I stand there. There's a picture, uh, comments from the peanut gallery. Jordan snapped a photo of me when this happened. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Should have called the fight Did he right just there. get it? Give up? Oh, they called the fight. Oh, they, they called the fight. And, no shit. And you know another reason I think he did that was the the promoter. Paid Wait, us. hold on, hold on. So he falls and they're like, "Fight! We're not letting this fight happen." He he falls and he's holding his arm, saying saying his arm hurt, and they didn't they didn't have the fight. Here's the bigger thing. I just shared this post the other day because I made a post about this 2019. It was like an audition for me. The PFL wanted me to get a win and they wanted to see how I won if I could get in their tournament. So this is, uh, this is March, the end of March, and their tournament starts in April. So I was robbed of an opportunity. I didn't get to go out there and ball out. I would have wrecked this guy. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. So then my manager at the time, Jim Walter, was talking to uh, P- PFL. They're like, we didn't, we're not going to take him. We didn't see anything. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. And I switched uh, managers, uh, went to Jason House. Uh, later that year is when I fought in the King of Sparta uh, heavyweight tournament. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Oh, bro, with is this. that the night you won four fights in a row? Three, three fights in one <laughs> night. The first fight was boxing. The, the I, night, remember, I remember. You should pull this up. This is badass. telling me about it. And another thing I'd like to point out is my post-fight interviews and speeches. If you look the way you talk, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the four agreements. Oh, man. I, I DM'd I, you about that when you posted it. Bro, I recently read that, and now I go Don back Miguel to it. Don Miguel Ruiz. So, so let's, that's a good one. So what, what are the four agreements? Well, the first one is be impeccable with your word. You know, say what you mean. Don't say stupid shit out loud. If you watch, I get done boxing this guy. I get done knocking him out. It was my first fight in a couple years. And she was talking about the next fight. I was like, well, I, you know, I feel good or whatnot. I was like, I can't wait to throw down with the next two opponents. Knew it, knowing I was going to win the next fight, and then I was going to fight the championship. I was going to win that. Wait, so let's stop there. There's this book that I read in Amway back in the day called Hung by the Tongue. Mm-hmm. And it was Hung this I- tongue. And it was this idea that you made me read that. Yeah, that your words have power. That it, oh, like, they have did you know in, big power. Do you know in the Middle East they won't even say the word cancer because they Good. believe it has power to it, right? One hundred percent. But I think I think people need to hear that lesson. That uh, yeah, you and I. That's something I got to get better at. I think everyone has to constantly refine that skill. Especially when you get tired and frustrated. It's like every coach always tells you, it's not, I can't. Right. You either, you won't, you don't want to, but it's not, I can't. You can. Right. The subtlety of what Dustin just said, I'm going to, I'm excited for my next two opponents. He's planting that seed verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the other opponents. But not like an asshole either. You know, like Conor McGregor. I I want you to pull him up. Oh, here you go. And then don't take anything personally. Um, Also tough. Wait, let's go back to the hung by the tongue thing. I think we live in a culture now where everybody nobody has integrity with their words they're used or very, they're impeccable they're with their words. Yeah, exactly. It's just a free for all. Yeah. Like even Trump, he got in trouble because he wasn't impeccable. He wasn't presidential. Right. right. Good president. Yeah. Right. 
but not his impeccable. His Twitter, and yeah, his, his words got him in trouble, Which, which man. you could argue. If he didn't have Twitter, he would have been the president right now. And you could argue yeah. we wouldn't be at war with other countries 100%. right now. 100%. Just because he couldn't handle his Twitter account. 100%. Right? I don't think it's just Biden's fault. But some of this has to do with Trump. Anyways, that's a, that's a great principle. And I think people nowadays need to hear that. Like, be careful with your don't words. Don't say stupid it's shit true. out loud. Even after don't your say, fight, this recent one, it was very we, concise and it was grateful for fighting. He was a great opponent. I'm excited for the next one, but it wasn't like, fuck the next guy. I'm going to kill. We were like, calm down, just fight the fight and be excited about that. And, but then we're excited to watch. It was like, Oh, this guy's really excited for the next fight. He was like giving the other guy his recognition too. Cause he still has to come in and do it. Oh yeah. But what were you you, say? when I hear people talk shit so much, I'm like, will you just do Shut it? Up. Like stop <laughs> smacking yeah. your mouth and just, Go to right. war, well, that's the cool thing about fighting too is man you're getting your hands taped you're getting your hands wrapped and that's what really sets in and all that talk goes out the window <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going out there you know you can say what you want but now it's time to prove it it's to prove a business yeah you're gonna make a point about being impeccable with you can't yeah so the, everybody know the bill buckner story 1986 world series ball goes through his legs right red sox lose like two days before that he was doing an interview and they're like well what what could i guess be the worst thing that happened he's like well i i think the worst thing that could happen is you know you get the 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 game winning out come right to you mm. and the ball goes right between your legs and you blow it and he he said it that's he not put he, it he, he put it out there that, dude i'm so big on throwing things out in the universe and watch them come back having a good open relationship with the universe i've posted about that like it's another thing i do i say things openly in a positive way i tell this to kale all the time like f going skiing for big instance di big distinction positive way not a mm -hmm. cocky way exactly right. a positive yeah. way um, and, and believing in it, say what you believe, believe what you say. When I, when I'm coming down the mountain, here's another thing. Kayla's like, she's thinking about, and I, this goes way back to before I even read any of this, she's thinking about falling or hitting something yeah. or getting hurt. I was like, you can't think like that. Me, I'm thinking like what jump I'm going to hit this uh, yeah, sick yeah, backflip yeah. and land it perfectly. <laughs> and like the crowd goes wild. <laughs> that, that's my outlook on everything. Like you can't, you can't be thinking about, Oh my God, I'm going to trip and fall. Cause guess what? You're going to trip and fall. You put it out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to be impeccable with your word. Don't say stupid shit out loud. Have you always been like that or did it I've, grow over no, time? I've always been like that, but it wasn't until probably like my 20s when i recognized it that i that i was uh, that I, I i could do that and and, and i was doing that i was speaking things into existence i've always been this way though yeah i i looking back i've always been this way positive happy go you know, lucky you know, where you, know? That, you know where the like the science behind that is too like there's a in amway they used to teach us to read before you go to bed because your sub it goes into the subconscious and F freud was the, one of the first guys to ever point that out that we're driven by our subconscious right uh, part of the reason why your words and putting good in, I've talked to you about this, uh, or why you should listen to good podcasts before you go to sleep or something positive is because subconsciously you're driven by your subconscious and that's where you, it ends up pulling you to. Um, subconsciously, that guy probably did that because we're driven by the subconscious and he said it and then it happened. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's powerful stuff, you, man. You know what, though, is one question I would have for you is like, there are people who hear that. Like, if I was in a bad place right now, I'd be like, yeah, fuck off. I get it. But like, there's definitely times to be realistic about shit. Like, sometimes I think people take that principle and they're so 
about it, you're also like, yeah, but you also have to go to work and work right. really fucking you, hard. Actions are and, what right. make the results. And be really, yeah. You can't just sit here and say, Man, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire and then just sit there. Right. Yeah. You know, you got to have some actions behind those words. Right. And, you know, it, it, let's let's take the other side of that. You know, for an example, uh, the, in that book, they talk about this mom and, and her daughter has a beautiful voice. She's a singer, loves to sing. And one day her mom was just in a shitty mood and her daughter's like singing. She snaps at the daughter. like, would you shut up? Your voice is so awful. You sound you sound awful. Like, just shut up. And then that kid never sang again. Was just scared to talk. The thought her voice sucked. And, and that's how that that mom with using her words put like a black magic on her daughter. Yeah, the the one person she probably loved the most and trusted, and and you know, yeah. and vice versa. So let me and, ask you this, but so like, like I know Mark's a t- an intense dude. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you've been in a lot of coaching relationships, just like I have, where coaches are intense, and sometimes you need to hear the truth. How does someone in a managerial or leadership position use that principle? Is it like framing? Like I've been working with these guys on sometimes I'm really intense and I've realized that it hurts people's feelings or that they feel like they don't want to talk anymore. I guess it's how you use that intensity, right? And then also how the, how the people perceive it, how they take it in. Uh, and well, that's another thing with these four agreements. So like, could you give an example of a coach trying to coach you where there was a bad example of like, Justin, get your fucking shit together. Like you look like shit today. Or whatever. That's like a common coach thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or so that's the common like response from a tough alpha coach. Yep. How could a coach use that principle that you're talking about to reframe that to make you better? Well, you know what? I guess it's again, it's all on how it's perceived. Like, don't take things personally. You know, he's not he's not shitting on you. He he's just saying what it is. It is what it is. Like, that's, okay. That's Did you guys that hear one. that? Don't take things personal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't take things personally. <laughs> that's, that's one of hey, the four agreements. That's the second agreement right here. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love uh, it. So don't take things personal. You know, nothing others do is because of you. Like, if you if you're well, don't make it personal. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's there's there's a lot of. You know, if, if coach is like, Dustin, get your you. shit together. You're looking like shit today. You're a piece of shit. Now am I going to sit and pout like, coach thinks I'm a piece of shit? Like, Or is, am I going to be like, okay, you know, have a little thick skin. Maybe I am looking like shit. Maybe I'm not really feeling it. Coach is right, and fuck it. We'll go on to the next one. Right. You know? That's a he's, huge he's one He's frustrated nowadays. in his moment, too, of like, dude, I fucking hey, told you. Hey, shout out Will times. Smith. Have you read the four agreements? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Don't take anything personally, you dirtbag. Fucking oh, chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. I would love to get your opinion on Hold on. Let's no, this is great. This is awesome. I love this. This no. And again, talking about our society nowadays, like the last four guests we've had, even Lisa Ann, we talked about toughness and like the, the fact that our culture nowadays has is breeding out toughness in people. Like I, like I even, when coach Molina was on, I was like, do you think kids should be bullied a little bit? And I do not in a, not in a mean, like terrible way, but I mean, I think kids should fight and they should get well, battered how, and bruised and they should learn to how to get yeah. tough and yeah. deal with shit. Yeah. And, and not just be given a blue ribbon. Yeah, bro. And we're breeding this, but, but when we do that though, we've created this environment now today where everybody takes everything personal. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is no more thick skin. It's like, no, it used to be sticks and stones might break my bones, but yeah. your words will never hurt me. And now it's like, your words are so yeah. just damning. Your they words just, broke me. Your words just hurt me so bad. It's like, what the fuck? We man? don't, we're not allowing for like a, a winner and a loser anymore either. 
Right. That's, it, there's no, like, you didn't lose. And you, like, in sports just, when we were little, you're like, no, that team lost. We won. That's how You know it what I love it's about not, business? You did really good, though. Right. You were just as good. You just didn't get those points. You're like, no, you fucking lost. You know what I love about what you do? Anthony said it last week. I used to say it about comedy. It's like comedy was always great because you're either good or you're not. And it's really evident, right? You either win oh, or yeah. you lose. Fighting's the same. I think business is the same. You either, you either win or you lose. There's no participation trophies in this. If we go, I'm not going to say it out loud. If it when when we make a billion dollars, but if it ever went the other way, no one would give a fuck yeah. shit. I wouldn't get an award. I wouldn't get any. Sure, would I have blue ribbons in my own internal being of like, bro, you did a great job, and I could hang my hat on that, no question. But yeah, it sucks in today's day and age that there's there are winners and losers, and there's tough lessons to learn, and and but we've gotten away I think from what's it. What's made you successful now, though, Dustin, is that you. You had that courage to say, I lost those fights. Right. I did not win. Most people right. don't have that either. So, but what I can do is work on whatever that was to win that next fight. But I'm going to accept that I lost. Right. This was not my day. This yeah. was not my fight. It was a better fighter. And then because you've been able to, I think, because you've been able to accept that and work with that, now you're climbing at a rapid pace. Right. Well, and I think it takes a guy that has lost, you know, and has been at the bottom and drug through the mud to really dig down deep and know what it takes when you're in a hard spot, when you're in it, when you're in a pinned in a corner, you know, what, what can you do? You know, I think Gina just touched on something rad too, that I think people should learn is acceptance. Like, yeah, accepting your truth, accepting the outcome or, or that I lost or that we made mistakes in the company or that, these things have happened. Learn to accept them and move on. Yeah. Most people just Absolutely. wallow in the fucking filth of the, yeah, you got to be able to take some accountability for, for the things that you've created or done or didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, that it is wasn't the coach's point. fault. It wasn't the other person's. At like, the end of the day, guess what? You. you go, you go look at that man in the mirror and you talk to him. Yeah. And you don't blame it on other people. You look at this guy and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. This is dope. I love this. So, and then don't make assumptions. I'm bad at that. Oh boy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's me, me too. After reading that my whole life, I have kind of made assumptions and what do you do? You always assume the worst or the, the, the negative, you know, you guys may be talking in the corner, looking my way. If I make an assumption, I'm absolutely thinking you're saying something negative about me or yeah. making fun of me or something. I'd be like, this dude's fucking sexy as shit. Exactly. That's <laughs> what that I mean. Chain, but, but you don't, but you don't ever assume that you assume the worst. Uh, like, yeah. Oh man, is my hair off? Like did I wear the right shirt. Does or- it say in the book, are we like wired? Like, like deep, like is there's a deep prehistoric DNA in us that it was a defense mechanism at a certain point to think the worst, like, I think it's bred out of us the older we get. Because if you look at a child, a child will stare at you and make no expression. I don't know if it is, though. But they just stare, and it's okay to, because they're evaluating, and no one's judging them. But then you watch parents say, don't stare, it's rude. Don't stare. Or they've just... So then that's another step where they're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That person... Are you kidding me? When we talk to your parents or my parents, they've watched Fox News, the whole fucking world's falling apart. They're making assumptions (laughs) about all kinds of shit. No, I mean, as children, though, I think we learn that behavior because then we're taught... But I'm asking, is it like like a deep prehistoric thing? Like when you, you told me I'm always grass is greener, and I'm like, yeah, because prehistorically, 
that's what alphas did. They were like, the grass is greener over there. We're going to go hunt animals. We moved back and forth because grass is greener made us survive. Well, I mean, if animals look at each other in the eye, they're assumed that it's a fight. So it's probably <laughs> like if they stare, if they lock they call eyes. call me an animal? Yeah. Are you calling us animals? Yes. You locking eyes with me right now? Huh? <laughs> but it probably does have you something to do I'm with an, that. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Where it's, it is like a deeper thing where you're like, I want to know what you're like. What do you well, know? Like in the attention? wild, you see a bear and you're like, I assume that bear wants to eat me. So I'm going to leave. It might be yeah, <laughs> that survival thing of like, I don't, I'm not assuming that you're like, I want to give you a million dollars. That's why I've been staring at you for an hour. Or maybe, maybe the judo move, maybe the fucking Obi-Wan move is to always approach people and assume they want to give you the best. Yeah. Manifesting. Like, yeah. I assume you want to give me the best. I assume you want to give me all your money. I assume maybe that's the move. Well, this agreement yeah. just well, says, don't assume, just ask them like, yo, how's it going? Yeah. Money? Get straight to the, what's point. your, what's your situation right now? How are you doing? I've caused problems with like business relationships. Cause I assume, and then I get on a call and I'm grumpy with I them. Call them oh, for big. sure. And I'll be I super tell you what, one, one thing chicken that, big. that uh, Kayla has taught me is to not assume. And she doesn't, she doesn't even know that she's like this. I bet. But Kayla and all the time we've been there, she's it blows my mind. She doesn't make assumptions. There'll be time whereas me, I'm I'm on the other side of that. Something will come up. I'm assuming the worst. I'm, I'm like I can't get it. I can't let it go. And Kayla doesn't make assumptions. She lets it go, which is something that I don't I don't even think she realizes. Is she a cyborg? Yeah, she's, she's a robot. Man. I don't think she's human. <laughs> we need to peel some. No, she's, 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 she's a unicorn. She's a unicorn. She's not human. You're right. She I gotta tell you, ever, she just is matter of fact about things and very deals with whatever's happening right now. Very. She does not like where she's talked me off the ledge a few times. Where I'm like, what are they? F f this fucking people. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know. Let's ask. I'm like, what do you mean? Let's ask. We should sit here and talk about that <laughs> and complain about it. And instead let's Kayla's know. like on the phone. She's like, oh, I figured it out. I'm like, I don't, don't do that ever again. Yeah, <laughs> this, is a, this is a big one for me. I need to practice work for out. sure, man. And, and it's something that uh, I think I've gotten way better at when I was, than when I was younger, but yeah, you're, you're Maddie. How do you feel about, assuming things uh, that's something i struggle with because I, I talk about catastrophizing because when i do assume situations it always goes the worst and i've also heard like more creative minds can like think of every situation and kind of get stuck on the the worst because then i'm trying to figure out the problem to get out of it so like yeah. if there's like a work situation like this morning i had to do like the email or the, the store finder or like fig, trying to figure out how to do it the best. I'll catastrophize. Like what if it won't work and then work from there where I, I can think, just sit down and do it. I think there is something to be said though, about this principle about strong mental health. And when I, what I mean by that is uh, D I think there's been so many rough years for Gene and I, that I think we both cl probably clinically have some form of PTSD where we've almost lost this whole company so many times that we're oftentimes we're in reaction mode and there's so much going on in a day for us. That's important. Like high level major choices that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars that we, we get into reaction going back to our previous conversation where we don't break the pattern. I, yeah, we react first and we're like battered dogs. To like a degree, someone raises no, their hand and I'm like, to a degree and, and, <laughs> jump it. and I need to jump. I know dude, bro. Like even Kayla the other day had an issue at the facility and the guy who approached her, I was like, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to fucking tear this guy's head off. Instead of, I calmly took a second and went and sat with him and confronted him. 
but my immediate reaction is like Kayla's my, on my team, dude. Like I'll fucking run through walls for her. Yeah. And my immediate reaction was like, I'm going to go yell at this guy. I'm and that was go your browbeat. assumption right. instead of asking Kayla, she was like, Oh no, it's fine. I was just saying that this happened. But, no, but you, it's, you it's, jumped it's, to that assumption of like, he did something. He shouldn't have done that. I'm going to go in there. And so your assumption yeah. right away was that he did something so bad. I want to protect her. And it was like an, an immediate, like, right. But I think, and I think fight, fight or flight, yeah. you're a fighter. I think, I think a lot of these, these, um, what did you call them? It's the four agreements, the four agreements. Yeah. I think this goes back to like balance too. Like, I think if you have good balance and you're healthy, you can really meditate on these concepts yeah. and get better at them. It, I not think only physical health, mental health. I, I've been talking to like this Buddhist mentor and he was saying like, so reacting and stuff like that is very future thinking. Being in the moment is actually feeling your emotions. So if you feel sad, that turns into gratitude. If you feel uh, anger, that turns into power. And if you feel, um, what was sadness, anger, depression, they, they, all they all have like a shadow thing that you have to like sit with and shine a light on and actually feel it before you can put it down because that's just going to make it react even worse later. Yeah. Usually you're for, if you're reacting, that emotion's not. No, and I guess where I'm going true. with this is I'm, I feel like I'm always speaking to other Fear entrepreneurs is wisdom who is I think one. are struggling. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think the first thing in life is always like, make sure your health and balance as well. But this one, this always do your best. You used to say that before we had PTSD <laughs> was everyone, there's, each person has their own individual best. My best is not Dustin's best. It's not your best. It's but right. did I do the best I could right. today? And if I'm comfortable with saying I did my best today, then that I should live with that and be okay with that. You but may not think I did the best in your eyes. One of the hard things in a different. business though is if there's not a standardized operating system for the culture or an operating system for each position, which in a startup, you can't, it's almost impossible. If the OS is off, you can't often tell if someone's giving their best or not. No, that's, it's, and that's that, true. And that part, is, that part is hard. Like in the ring, like fighting, it's, it's simpler that way because you can go, I left it on the matter, I didn't. Sometimes, it, like Kamozi and I used to talk about this where he would say stuff like, dude, sometimes I just don't even know what to do when I'm like doing business stuff. Like I just, I feel lost. I get so overwhelmed huh. with him trying to find his Wi-Fi code was, <laughs> that was a whole week. where you get overwhelmed and then a day goes by and you're like, and I think that's where anxiety builds for entrepreneurs because there's so much happening. There's so many inputs that you don't know if you are giving your best because you're spread thin. Right. And I think one of the tricks and what we're always trying to figure out for our OS here is where to focus our inputs so that we can feel when we go home, that the best has been given, that the best job has been done. And I think, I think where a lot of people who build companies are at and where they're lonely and suffer depression and is because they don't know what input to even focus on. Does that I make think, any sense? And I, but I think with but to your the point, point yeah. that Dustin brought up though, of like stopping and looking in the mirror because that it will give you that the truth is it'll turn right back around on most you. Most people don't love themselves. So, but it's you not just the, it's not just the love yourself, yourself thing. It's looking in the mirror and being like, are you wasting your time? You're wasting your time. Quit wasting your time with this. You know what to do. And that it, it's an, your own reset. Now getting there, that's a whole other. We should launch a whole issue. app. That, that's it's a, a like, mirror. Huh? The pep talk app. 
Where, oh, I like it. You, hit a, you can like hit a it. button on it, and it's and, like and boost it me. You right here, and then what? You just save it, or like uh, you could have pre-recorded messages from like pr- like fighters or whatever that are like, "I need a pep talk," and you go to the bathroom. It's like, dude, you're a, you're a champion, or or you record yourself, or it reminds you to go oh, give wow. yourself a pep talk. You can wow, put wow. pep talks in. <laughs> I like it. I like it's it. just a button, and yeah. it randomly generates something like a 15 second pep talk, yeah. and you can also load like yours on what, up of yeah. what you need. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. just in general, like you're a killer. You got oh. this, man. You're gonna you're gonna do great today. Today's gonna be a beautiful day. You're a winner. You yeah, got this. everything. Like just steps forward, incremental steps. You take one percent, and over the year, that'll turn to a hundred. I'm like telling you, man, that's being impeccable. With, I feel with like your Dustin word. That's being is powerful. the ambassador for that app. I love it. We should make a note <laughs> of that. We we should get on that. We should. That that's a, a good. I feel like everyone's a great idea. Encouragement will actually just be Dustin. You know what? It's one of those. <laughs> no, it's one of those apps where like. One of the things in business is like do good while you're doing good, right? Uh, that's a do good app where even the reminders were, you're, you'd want people to be reminded of that. Like, yeah, and it's positive. I mean, my know? Apple Watch reminds me to stand, and I'm like, good point, thank you. Yeah, right? well, it's why the meditation but, app's so big. Like, you don't need to be reminded to meditate, but there's a whole meditation app to do it. We could have the pep talk app yeah, where it's like because you want to meditate. You're like, I don't fucking know how to meditate, no, but, but this dude, will walk you through it. And you're like, I don't know how to pep talk, and it's like, don't worry. So I got many you. of us are lonely and don't get pep talks. That it would be rad to have it in your pocket. A hundred percent. I like it, bro. I like it. The pep talk I app. I really feel like he is like the modern yeah. day Tony. Rock. It would be just be Dustin in your car. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like this is the hey you, you guys, you guys ever watch uh, even a thing. Eastbound and Down? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Oh, the best. Yeah. I feel that would it. It should Dustin be because we're it. all so isolated that, and then we're always on our phone. So if you're always on your phone. So one time, so I did a whole podcast on doing Molly therapy and I, it changed my life in a lot of good ways. And I think, I think it's going to be the norm one day, uh, for, for just treatment of people, especially where we're headed with technology and everything. And when I was on it, we're all on Molly right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when dude, I, when I came off of it, I texted <laughs> coach Molina and I was like, cause when I was going through it, I, I kept having this thought of like, who coaches the coach? Who pastors the pastor? Mm-hmm. Who who helps the CEO feel good? Right, and it's usually not the case, which is why a lot of those guys have breakdowns and do weird shit. And so I texted Melina, and I was like, "Bro, if you ever need another a coach to just tell you, like, hey man, you're hey, doing you're great, doing or here's job. what you might be doing wrong, or here's some just input that I have as another leader, I'm here for you, bro." Yeah, and I felt we, I felt vulnerable doing it, and then he texted me back, and he's like, "Bro, that is one of the coolest things I've ever heard." And he like, called you the other day. Yeah, like he did. Like he does it because he's like, it, you could tell it was like, well, no one's even up, fucking said that to me. Now you can have it in your pocket. Yeah, dude, I love it. I mean, it's hard to do anything on your own. To have some it positive is. reassurance, to have a, a, a strong support cast, people in your corner. I mean, but even like in relationships, we get lazy. Like, yeah, or you don't want to request from either your like your work Ooh. partner or your life partner, Ooh. where you're like. I need this, but I don't want to request this from you because I don't want you to think that you have to deal with my shit right now when that's generally not, that's the assumption. It's not the case, right? but that's deep. How do you say like, I just need a, like a pep talk and I don't really know how to say that, but instead I'm just going to dump my emotions on you and be like, so like I should call Dustin moving forward when I'm having a bad day and be like, dude, just rile me up. Yeah. (laughs) My, my, just get me psyched. Dude, my phone's always on. (laughs) Give me a shout. You're so right though. Yeah, I do. Most of us can't even ask other people like, like it was impressive for you. You encourage me for a minute. Just encourage me. Like, 
Well, what, what are you dealing with? What are you, what are you, what are you dealing with? <laughs> but for That's Coach Molina to even take that step because you're like, I'm, I'm giving this to you. I'm, I'm offering this. But then the other person most of the time is like, do you mean it though? Like, are you sure on a Tuesday at nine o'clock at night I can give you a call? Yeah, we're so, we're but so But then he weird opened that, that box and you answered the phone. It was, then that sets that relationship, that precedent of like, I really did mean it. You can call me. And she's like, I don't... I'm just having a shitty day. I don't want to put it on you, but like, let's talk about something fun. This goes or back to my other or... theory too, that we've lost. Like, I got to tell you, bro, that when I started going to factory and was training, it was one of the happiest years of my life because I was like back around the boys. Like even the first time I met you, you were like, Oh dude, quick hands. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, they are. And I was like, no, but it's like, <laughs> he was your guys need dudes to call them names and talk shit and yeah. just know that they're there for each other. Oh, for sure, man. And I think men and women, especially professionals lose that small group of people where you have that, which is why people love going to church. Like forget about the dogma and all the bullshit. I'm saying they love it because it's one day a week where they get around people who are encouraging mm -hmm. and they, they know that there's a group there that for the most part will support them. I think a lot of us get out of that and it destroys us slowly and we don't recognize it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like I worry about fighters. Like when you guys are done, if you're not coaching or those guys around who get that environment, they, I know that's melt, strong, bro. man. I know. Cause I, I've always been a locker room guy. I love the locker room. I love shooting the shit with the guys, busting each other's balls. You know, I mean, it's, it's also knowing you could call me and Chris and be like, we're going to go do some fucked up shit. I can never talk about it. It's going to be illegal and we can never discuss it. And we're, we're both like, whose car are we taking? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It's also knowing that you have that. Huh? Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> huh? No, well, girls, I feel like women struggle <laughs> with that because we don't, we've been like geared to hate each other cats. our whole lives. So we don't have that, like Kayla and I were talking about, I'm like, we didn't have that like locker room. <laughs> There's none of that. But like, I have a best friend that I can call and do that, but I don't have anyone. I didn't immediately to praise on Kayla again for the 90th time. She's instilled that in me where she gave a dump the other day in a text. She's like, I just have to get all this off my chest so that I can release it. And I know you can take it. My husband's being crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> He's Dustin. cooking spaghetti again and I don't know what to do. He's a hanyak. More spaghetti. <laughs> but it was work related, but she knew that it was where I was like, oh, okay. Well then we're going to talk about all that on Monday, but get it out now. And it's, and you know what, you know what you to have to do that. to be able to do that is check your ego. You yeah. got to put your ego to the side. I like your guys. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, not like a come to Jesus skull, meeting. Skull, skull, sessions. skull sessions. Yeah. Check your ego and and uh, be able to be able to dish it and and give it. You know, you got you got to really be able to. The ego gets people in trouble. Yeah. Your ego you know? is not your amigo. I like. I've never heard that before. <laughs> my brother-in-law loves that one. Um, <laughs> I think that's one thing, honestly, talking about like my twin brother, he's got a big ego and I think that hurt him in, in the fighting. Like you got to be, I got to be able to go to the gym. You tap me out and instead of getting pissed about it and fuck that and denying that that happens and me still thinking I'm better because my ego's bigger, accept it, realize I need to get better at this position and move on and, and be able to check that ego. And that's something in, in MMA that is it, is easy to do and, and as hard as it is is easy to do when you're training daily it teaches you that daily it's it, weird in your sport too that like ego gets you places like so like um there's a difference between like confidence and purpose hey eh? 
uh, they used to think Paul the Apostle was cocky. And what he said one time in one of his many books was, I'm not cocky, I know my purpose, right? There's a huge difference. It's interesting in your sport how sometimes ego and cockiness gets you there. And what you're saying is, I think is awesome too. Like you also have to be able to check it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, you can't do, you can't be a Conor McGregor, a Colby Covington, a, a superstar without the ego. Right. You just got to be able to, to check it from time to time and accept it and be open. And, and uh, like be, one of the greatest superstars ever doing your sports, St. Pierre, like one of the most like humble. Oh, dude, he's the man. Unbelievable. Which is why he still will always be like the people's champ. Like, I feel like Connor will fade. Oh, he'll fade. Yeah. He was like a comet that he, burned He's right. fading. Yeah, I think he's yeah. already. He's fading. fading. He got in trouble again recently. For driving fast, I think. Like speeding in a car. I'd, I'd... I've never been a fan of Connor. Like, fun to watch him fight. I, when he was lo- I, I loved him because I loved that. He, when he came back, I think he was working with Tony Robbins. He was. The one fight so he when won. He came and back, he seemed I was like, very that? like. Tony Robbins was in his corner and you could tell Tony had gotten to him a bit where it was like, dude, just because he gave the praise breaks, to like, the yeah. other fighter. It was like the first time that he was like, about Cowboy Cerrone fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was like recognizing the opponent for the first time. Yeah. And then he lost that again. I was like, I, but I love that he was put on a fucking show. Like you can't deny that he was like, Oh, fun sure. to watch. Yeah. And he still is, you know, yeah. he's still, you know, going to cash his checks. Yeah. He was incredible to watch. He did everything right. We were like, I will watch you. Cause you were both a train wreck and a superstar at the same he, time. He just let a lot get to him. Yeah. He let a lot get to him. The fame, the money, uh, it was kind of the Ronda Rousey effect. Yeah. yeah. In, in my opinion, Ronda Rousey and, Gosh, man, it's like I did like her, and then I couldn't stand her. Yeah, and it's not even to her fault. It's the, like the media created this monster. It's just insane, like just huge figure, huge character that she couldn't keep up with. We and did that to Connor for sure. Where we created the monster. Yeah, absolutely. How do you balance ego and confidence? Because like, there's. The thing in me where I'm like, oh, I'm the best editor in Denver. I'd love to have someone come chop next to me. I'm the best. Like, but I would be happy to learn from someone and learn more every time. Like, I'm not the best in the world, but where does confidence and ego kind of come to head? Should come from your preparation. If you're preparing it and you're doing, you know, you're a producer and you've been doing it and you prepare, you know everything about it, you have confidence with it. Uh, As far as the ego, that, that's just thinking that you're the best and completely closing out everyone else and not being open to what others have to say and, yeah. And, yeah. and teach you. Yeah. And I get, I mean, is that what you were saying earlier? Cause like, I, I felt like I was tracking with you where there's an example in our personal life where there's some people who are trying to build a beverage company and if they would just ask us, but they won't even ask. And it blows my mind. Like, Prideful. I know. I'm, why I know why I'm, do you think they won't ask? I don't know. I've been asking her that question for. Could be your overall demeanor. Have you I am offered intense. your help. <laughs> are, are they? Yeah. I mean, like, yo, if you yeah. have any questions, please let me know. Reach so out like, anytime. So like, I've gotten to the stage. Have, I've gotten yeah. to the stage in, in like where I'm at in this in business where I, I'll ask anybody for help. A lot of times now we get it unsolicited, and that's sort of not what I mean to people. But I'm like, I'll challenge it, and I'll say. Did you really think that like we literally had one person come up to us once and go, you guys ever thought about Amazon? We're like, what's Amazon? No, we've never thought about the largest retailer on earth. By the way, are you fucking nuts? 
Fitsoda Koyos now available on Amazon. Yeah, we're restocked. Uh-huh. Restocked. Get that. No, and I think I think where I've become a little jaded and a little rough is if someone doesn't come to me with something really well thought out. And but because our time be is so strained, saying, I get very direct with people. But that's also your ego too, is that that person isn't coming at you in like a malicious way where they're like, I have the great idea, but you're like, yes, we have heard of yes. And we're doing that. And good thank point. you for your input. Oh, fair. Sounds really like you're point. making an assumption. Oh no, I've got, I think, yeah. I think you guys are going to think differently about yep. life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to constantly, I'm going to bring the book tomorrow. I got no, like two no. copies but of don't it. You hey, think, and it's a quick read. It's not long. So 50 pages. Do you think bro. it's ego or do you think like when you go to Mark Cuban and he, when he was in his busiest state and you go, and I'm not comparing myself to him, but you present him something that's pretty whack. He's, he's not going to be like the most friendly person about well, it. I think a good example is that at that show, when that Coca-Cola executive was on stage, he handled it beautifully. When that girl was like, I work so, for a sorry, sugar distributor. We were at distributor. this beverage conference in this, uh, the VP of Coca-Cola was there doing this sort of round table. And there was probably only like 30 people in the room. You were and, at the table? Yeah. And this girl goes... She raises her hand and goes, hey, I have this sugar connection that I think would be like beneficial for you. And the guy goes, he like, you could tell he was trying not to just shit on her. And he goes, well, we basically own our own supply and we're probably 60% of the world's sugar consumption. So we got it pretty figured out. But he, but he did it in it was like such an asinine question. He, he didn't shit on her because she also that took courage to stand up and raise your hand to talk to or a stupidity a VP or stupidity. Ignorance is bliss in that one, but, you but she <laughs> tried, she gave it a fucking shot and you, then, but he wasn't like, are you stupid? I work for Coca-Cola. Are you nuts? Yeah. You can be real with people without being like, mean I to them. I appreciate that. We've got it figured out. Yeah. But I appreciate, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I guess I just have so many tough conversations every day that I've become everything about me is just to the point and direct and blunt and very blunt and very intense about it. And it's, I'm, I guess I'm never thinking like you're, and I know you say this, but I'm not thinking you're stupid. I'm just thinking it just comes off. <laughs> well, we've also established I'm autistic. So I have that problem. <laughs> this is true. It's serious. And, excuses, excuses. Or, and like, I hate he is, well, he is autistic and there is, or it's I want to bring a disorder now is what I think. I want a doctor to come in it. and really diagnose for a podcast. That'd be fun. That'd be great. But no, like I realized the level fine. of like, they don't uh, most autistic and I'll call them kids. Cause I feel like that you guys are always just stuck at like seven, but there's a, those kids, they don't get it where they're like, why would you say that? No, dude. And and that's it's where very, they speak her, it. To her, her mom like, diagnosed me. <laughs> her mom diagnosed me. He's been a clinical Oh, she's special education. She diagnosed me. And then, and then as I was starting to, as I went through some like Molly therapy and stuff, I realized like a lot of my life I've had anxiety about certain things. One of them is small talk. Like if you notice on podcasts, I love big ideas and I love talking about, but like I, I'm, I realized not too long ago that I, I've been jealous of guys who can get around and shoot the shit and it's just bullshit. Cause my brain just goes, just not. <laughs> I'm like, fucking what the fuck are we talking about? I love all talk. But, the, but the business, the business and how busy we are has exacerbated that, that thing in my brain where I'm like, get to the fucking point. I have 18 more calls to make. I have, I, I have, you know what I mean? And I, and I, I guess I haven't done a good job of managing that in myself, but that's also going to be a really difficult task for someone, someone's brain that operates like yours is it's, 
that that's always going to be You've an say, exercise. But, but what I'm trying to tell you guys and to the public is I don't, in those moments, it's not my ego. I'm not like, I, I don't think I'm better than people. I'm just uh, like that time that your friend came over, who's a civil rights attorney and all. she, her friend who came over, um, civil rights attorney, black. And she, in a, in a breath went, well, I was like, well, what about gay people? And what about their struggle? And she was like, well, they chose that. And I was like, hold on. And I couldn't deal with the fact that she said that. And I just went, went in on her. And it wasn't cause I think I'm better than her. It's just like my brain can't let you go. You didn't accept that answer. Yeah. And sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. Instead of just being like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they yeah. should pray it away. <laughs> I could have just been like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Your opinion. Okay. For sure. But instead, he was just like, no, nope, you're going to know, up. but you are Hold buckle up. up because you're about to hear everything I have to feel about that. Story. Yeah. But it doesn't come from an ego. It came from, like in that moment, it came from like, some of my best friends are gay. And I was like, none of those guys chose that. They were gay from the start. And it, it, huh? it wasn't like I'm smarter than you, but it was like, I need to, I can't let that go. Well, sure. And there's some, I mean, there's plenty of times where there's, when there's tough conversations where I don't assume someone's ego is in the way. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, no, I mean, they're making about, this is a valid point or you have a good argument or I don't, there's it, most of the time it's not an ego driven. Her and Kayla debate. challenged me yesterday and I needed to hear it. They were like, sometimes you're so intense and the way you say things makes us feel stupid that I let Kayla lead it. I was like, I was getting sweaty. No, was Kayla, like, oh, Kayla's doing it. <laughs> Kayla's confronted me twice on stuff, but I've, I've also been humble enough. It didn't just happen. I asked her to, yeah, I've asked Kayla to critique me and go, and I was open enough to be like, yeah, you're right. I need to do better at that. And she gets out her notepad. She said, well, number one <laughs> <laughs> but, to Chris's point in like his personality. If you do present him with something and you have your, like your facts or your, your point is really solid. <laughs> his famous he quote. will it's cite two sources, but yep. you just need one really good argument. Like, like, yo, we can't do this video anymore because it's taking up too much time. We don't see any benefit in it. Let's take a break on it because of this. But I like these other videos because this, like you got, I, I would have bet that you're the same way too, though, Dustin, where you're like, Okay, but why though? Oh yeah. Where if someone's like, no, that didn't work. I'm like, so are you like that? Which one? I am like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So he what's your to, other? So he said one of the things I love in arguments uh, when people are like, you know, Obama, and you're like, cite me two sources, bro. Tell me the last two books you read on geoeconomic policy, and I'll believe a fucking word you're saying. If any of this is from Fox News, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, if you right. can pull Let's one talk from about the, the Broncos, because right. this conversation is going to go nowhere. Right. If you can pull a source from the Bible, then it's game over for Chris. <laughs> Be like, you know, in Corinthians for section eight, bows down. Right he says, like, I'm, you know, I have the Bible pretty much memorized. <laughs> yeah, so dude. I like to quote it a Do lot. you? Yeah. That's impressive. I've read it like 50 memory, times. Though. Yeah. It's really You guys photographic memory? Yeah. It's bizarre. I can read something once and uh, I, I yesterday impressive. I listened to a podcast driving to work That's and I re-listened to it yeah. going to bed and I visualized where I was getting ready for the day. Like I would hear something and I would go back in my mind to like where I heard that earlier that day. It was weird. That's, but it's like an auto autographic. It's like a, a melody is a memory. Yeah. Oh. Well, is. I'm psyched to read this book. I need to get better at all of these. I'll bring it to you for you tomorrow. Daily, Dustin, this is your daily, almost like mantra. Is like 
remembering all four of these. Yeah, and reminding myself daily. I mean, no, by no means am I perfect, or I still try to work on these. You know, I still well, the one I do the best. Um, I, I usually I always give my best, and and uh, I'm, I've always been impeccable with my word. That don't don't take things personally and don't make assumptions. Those are the two that you got. All of us need work to work on. on daily. You know. Yeah, but always do. Yeah, I mean, because but that's proven though. If you don't, it's obvious in someone's life. We're like, well, you didn't really do give your, your best, best because you're not where you want to be, so you didn't actually do that. Right. John Wooden used to say that to his players. I don't care if we win the game, but if you did your absolute best. Yeah, and that's, that's what all you I know, Coach will, will say too, max effort. Like, I don't care about the results. I care about, you know, were you, were you dialed in? Were you focused? Were, were you mentally with it? And did you give max effort? Yeah. Chris will be like, do better then. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, you did your best. We'll do better. Yeah. Well, I like that too. You know, yeah. I, I, try, I mean, I'm I'm the same way in that regard as well. Yeah, and I'm sure like being the direct and and the tense. I mean, Kayla deals that with that with me all the time. Well, so I'm sure dealing, just being being sometimes I can be you know real direct, be demanding, be be intense, and I think she probably deals with you and sees a lot of that. I mean, I can be that way as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Um, Ooh, she's used the, to it. The app is called Do Your Best with Dustin. Do oh your my best. God. Do better with Dustin. I like do pep better talk. Do pep better. talk. I do like pep talk. I, that is a great idea, man. If you can just go, like you said, things aren't going well. I go to the bathroom real quick, 20 seconds, say, find out what's going on. Get your pep talk, man. You go back into the room like yeah, you King put, Kong, walking yeah. there with just so much more confidence and just a whole different perspective and outlook on it. Bro, yeah. pay, put an ad between each pep talk, but you also have a premium model for like <laughs> 20 a year where you can get rid of the ads. Well, and then you make it Dude. where everybody has their own pep talks. And maybe you, you have some or you have some quoted and you can share them with your buddies, with, yeah. you, with your support group. And now Save I run your favorites. the bathroom. I'm like, oh shit, what did Chris say? What would Chris say in this situation? Yeah. Boom, gives you a pep talk. Yeah. You're like, you got damn I'll, right. Let's go. Yeah. go we got to work on I'll this. go hit that developer kid up downstairs. Yeah. He's on Ableton right now. Forget drinks. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're, Yo, so, we're so in closing, what did you think of like being a fighter, this whole Will Smith thing? Um... First of all, I feel this like is our current events. <laughs> yeah. Current events section. I feel like the Oscars are trash. I feel like it's gotten oh. to a point where it's just like, what's the point of watching this? Did you see their ratings from like 2012? It's been nothing but this Yeah, to where it almost non-existent. And if that Will Smith slap on Chris Rock never happened, it still would have been non-existent. Yeah. People have been like, they wouldn't have even known the Oscars There's were There's so on. many bigger world problems right now, and we're worried who's getting the best I, I didn't even actor nomination. On. I had no idea Bro. the Oscars were happening. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, no clue. And then uh, you know, everybody's phone's blowing up. Did yeah. you see that? I'm like, wait, what? My so sister did. You, did, did, you, like, huh? did you see it? I didn't see it live, but right when it happened, of course, Kayla got a text from one of her friends. <laughs> She's like, is this real? I was like, well, so I went to Twitter and that's where I go for So what do you think? Real or fake? I think it was real. Um, but then again, I don't know what it's Hollywood, man. I don't know what to believe anymore. So I've heard of it. So Th I've those heard, guys sell yeah. their souls. I mean, Will Smith, you can't tell me that he hasn't sold his soul. I don't know. I think he's a great actor. He's yeah, a lizard. To, to, to Zenu. 
uh, you what, he's man. in There's Scientology, so dude. Shit going on. I, so, I don't know. So, I, I think it was real based on what he said after. Yeah. You so can do kind of see the, the emotion, emotion in his face and the yeah the raw emotion and Keep then Chris Rock's emotion of out your fucking mouth. It, the way he said it was like, whoa, okay. He meant that. Yeah, he he did. Like mean he's that. an actor, but he meant that. <laughs> Here, here's my issue with it. And then learning more, I didn't realize Jada Pinkett was had was me either. I didn't realize they had an open relationship like that. But then also she was cheating on him yeah. too multiple times he had yeah. an entanglement with august that's what she said on <laughs> her podcast yeah i had entanglement. entanglement with her son's Baby, friend I, didn't cheat. I was just entangled i was just entangled stop it like hold on <laughs> so and then like right when the joke was said will smith was kind of laughing but jada was not uh, she did not think it was funny at all and then he so he looks over at her see she's mad so then he goes up and does that if you see the slap it, the way he walked off like you see that kind of like the smirk on his face or like I mean, replay it if you can replay it. Look at the guy's face when he's walking away. I didn't know how to take that. I didn't. See it was almost smirk. like kind Let's of a joke. Like he, he kind of like had this little look. Like that's so what one I question thought was I weird was, was that he was it? like he was laughing about it for the for and the then ratings? he looked over and you were like, so that was like she decided that that wasn't okay. <laughs> But I still don't like that he... There was just so much twisted. Yeah. I mean, then he, he accepts the award and, and gives like a love speech. Yeah. And how we should all love each other and, and be kind. And Try. it's like, hold on, you just smacked yeah, like, a guy the on stage. A comedian at that. So now we just set the president's... If you're at a comedy show, I can just walk up. This yeah. guy says something about my shirt. I can just walk up and slap him. Right. I'm not going to be okay. I'm going Never. to jail that night. Yeah. Exactly. That guy's going to die. Yeah. So he's laughing. She's not. He looks over about right now. It's, that was a that was a nice one. Okay. That was a nice. I'm one. out here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Your... <laughs> <laughs> now watch him when he walks away. Oh wow! Wow. See, well, yeah. Is, okay. Like, yeah. Like, what I is that? Mark. It's kind of like kind of like looks. I think his reaction suit. after and even rocks because he's. You can tell he's. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> Have you seen but the watch rock? Like, <laughs> I can, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like stunned. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. No, but watch the Okay. Oh, so, but. The, he says, no, it's, it's, it's no the next part of rock's thing is he goes. Oh, wow. Batty, pause it. Wow. He goes, he can't even introduce the next thing. He goes, we're here to give a documentary. I mean, an award for it. He keeps yeah. stumbling. You could tell he was really flustered. Rattled. Yeah. But he right. held it together. I, he held it together. Bro, like, so, so f I have a bunch of questions for you. Number one, being a fighter, and I've talked about this with Danny, Anthony, and now you, I think fighting teaches you respect and it teaches you. It humbles you. It does a lot. Oh yeah. And I think most fighters, in this situation, and I could be wrong, don't bitch slap a guy on stage. You don't, as mad as you are, like to me, I figure I, there's a dust up afterwards at the hotel. But bring right. a man and pull him aside later, privately, bitch smack him and on talk stage, to him like, one on one, like a right. man, respect him. He's going to respect you. We can talk about this later. First of all, Will Smith, you're a public figure. Like you, it, I'm, can you imagine if Ricky Gervais hosted the Oscars? Or, or The Rock? <laughs> yeah, like, can you imagine if The Rock was standing up there? No, I just mean like... Would Rick, you have hit him? Ricky Gervais <laughs> would have gone in on everybody. And you're right. You make a good point. If I slap Matt today and he reports me, I'll never be a CEO again. Right. He but did, Will Smith you can't can, just do that. Right. 
I think it was a bitch move. I think I think a real man. But it also gave permission. Like this, it was like a everyone now knows you have permission to do that. That's a man. Great point that I've never thought of. Like, so every comedian now is put on point. Like, yeah. If I make a joke, someone can hit me in the face. Right. Yeah. If you're heckling and I fuck with you, then you can just come on stage and that's it. So dirty. So so how do you feel about the actual smack? Like. Someone, someone. You know what? He almost fell down. I wish he would have fell down. He's got he a had chin on. slick shoes on. Now I'm talking about Will Smith <laughs> oh, when he came through. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah, he would have yeah. slipped and fallen down. I don't know what to think about it, man. Like I said, it's Hollywood. There's so much sick, twisted shit that goes on with them anyway, and the ratings are way down. Did they do it for a rating spike? Was it planned? Was it not planned? It doesn't look There's good. There's the argument for the that he, that Chris Rock like was wincing before he got hit. Right. So they're like, did he know? Cause he was wincing as if he well, was, he, was right, right, walking Will, up to him terrifyingly. So yeah, he's going to, and I've, I've heard stuff about where Will Smith has made fun of Jada in the past and she, or uh, Chris Rock right. has. And then when the Oscars boycotted or the black community boycotted the Oscars, Chris Rock still hosted that year. So it was kind of like a cross the picket line thing that mm. a lot of big actors have been mad at him in the black community. Yeah. I've, I've listened to so many dumb things on this. I'm kind of like sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all, it so was like people magazines. I just well, let's can't. talk about how Chris Rock just wore that. Oh, he, he was a G true professional. Oh, what right. he say? He's like, Will Smith smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> like, that was yeah. hilarious. To, to keep the oh, show Will going. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have, would you have, cause part of me, oh, I would have retaliated yeah. right away. So would I, I would have right away. Him. Yeah. I mean, you can't just get <laughs> smacked. Chris like, looked what? bigger though. Yeah. You know what? I would have came with is one hell of a thundering leg kick. Just yeah. kick him right in the leg. Yeah. As he's walking down the steps, just kick him in the back. Right after he slaps me. Make him nose dive. Yeah. I would have retaliated. Oh, yeah. I feel like most that's why it, he's so impressive Chris Rock is so impressive yeah and, and what is more people, impressive retaliating and beating the shadow of Smith or doing what Chris Rock did yeah I think doing what Chris Rock did is more impressive honestly yeah it's yeah he had a, amazing composure and professionalism yeah to know where he was and this isn't you chose to do that, but this is now. Not the did place. you guys hear where he was kind of going off in the back afterwards? Like, man, fuck this! Like, bring where's that motherfucker no. at? Did you? I thought that there were some people, uh, some people saying when he got to the back, he's like, man, I will fuck that dude up. Well, I'm sure, right? The emo- once you realize it, where you're like, Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, just got R- Rock comes from yeah. the streets too. He's like from Brooklyn, isn't he? Like, I don't know. Yeah, him and his brothers grow up hard. Not in Bel Air. No, not Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> now it's I. Again, it's showing every, it's people that are really following this and paying attention to it and that are defending Will Smith. It's, it gave permission. It gave full permission to do whatever the fuck you want because his Oscar is not getting stripped. Right. No one is saying you can't have a movie anymore. Right. Yeah, Brooklyn. It was, he's stuck up for his wife and you know, and he did that and you're like, yeah, but we all have limits. I also think he should be stripped of his Oscar. If I, if any, if that was a cameraman, a makeup artist, anyone else in the industry, they, they immediately punished. Which, which is uh, yeah. That looks so bad. That King Richard. Have you guys watched that movie? Great movie. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I had like tears in my eyes. watching. Oh, great it. film. So inspirational. So positive. So uplifting. Like, that is badass. That yeah. is that is manifesting a dream and and bringing it's everything, everything we talked about. On this everything podcast. we talked about yeah. on this podcast, dude. That movie, I, I just started watching again the other night. It's incredible. I love one of my all time favorites. Great it's film. the only movie Kayla's seen. 
<laughs> yeah, we, uh, we actually went and watched the <laughs> yeah. theaters. Does so she not she, watch movies? No. She's not a TV person. Huh. I've asked her. She had so many movies. I asked her once. I was something. like, what do you do for fun? And she's like, organize the closet. Clean and I'm and like, organize. Yeah, label things. <laughs> oh, you should see the life come out of her when you start talking about a vacuum. She just comes <laughs> to life. She, you know, I can do this. I can plug it in here. And I can take it apart here. <laughs> I can clean the couch here. Then I put it in my bed. I take it in my car. I do this, that. Wow. I watched her one day. I gave her I gave her a small coffee and big mistake. Uh, big mistake. Oh, my God. She was, she was on the ground with like... 400 folders color-coded with labels and she, she was like on the ground like, like pulling these my kit are you okay she goes yeah i have so okay i'm gonna organize all these this is gonna go here i'm like you know what i'm gonna leave you alone <laughs> shut, shut the door, door. <laughs> yeah you do you kayla call me when you're done hey what was that book real quick you brought up the tongue it's called hung by the tongue hung by the tongue maddie can you google it i'm gonna have it's to look small, into that it's a little small one chris gave it to me when i first started with koyos there spelled, it is. Spelled tongue wrong, but there you go. Spell everything wrong, bro. <laughs> Hung by the tongue. What's the uh, what's it have to say on the front there? Um, what you say? Study the words of your mouth, presenting serious. What you say is what you get. Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly what you were saying. And it was written a long time ago. I mean, you know what's interesting about all the, the ideas of like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, affirmations. Oh, dude, I shared a story. In a, uh, I started reading a book on the origin of money, Nerd Alert. And uh, they, they've been trying to figure out for a long time the origin of it. Uh, was it beads? Why were the beads important? You know, how did it convey value? And so like some of the first money currencies were like ostrich eggs that people figured out how to hollow out and harden because you could carry water and food in it easier. So it Interesting. presented value to people, right? And then way back when people used to think that money, uh, you had special spirits around you, that you had better luck, right? So it was like a f symbol of uh, wealth and luck, which is, uh, and it's, you know, obviously still sort of like that, right? Yeah. Um, but one of these tribes, uh, this guy, this anthropologist studied these uh, Indian tribes for a long time, North American Indian tribes. And one of the tribes that he found was this group who would um, walk around and collect these seashells that they bartered with. And so they had obviously put a value on these seashells. Well, one of the things that he noticed is that they would walk around and say the equivalent of, I get money. So they'd walk all day as they were foraging and go, I get money. Now the equivalent would be like, I get this seashell and whatever, mm -hmm. whatever their language was, but they would repeat it over and over and over. And it was the first time in my life where like some of this affirmation stuff really hit me. Cause I was like, if we all got in the car together and I was like, we're going to see Range Rovers, you see them everywhere where you never see them before. Right. 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 It's like tuning into something. And it, and it was, so people even back in the 1800s uh, who lived in tribes already understood that concept of walking around and saying, I get money. Uh, and then they would just see him more I often. I get money. That might be my new saying. I get money. I'm going to take a shower, <laughs> look at me. I get money. I'm going to write that on <laughs> my thought It was fascinating. Like that, this idea has been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but the car thing really hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, fuck. If you think of it that way, like when you buy a new car, you're like, why does everyone have this car? And mm -hmm. it's like, it's, they don't, you're just noticing it because it's on your brain. You're tuned into it. Yeah. yeah. Like That's I said, true. if we got in the car and we said, when we're going to see car. Range Rovers, we'd see 40 of them. Yeah. When I got my car, I'd never seen anyone 
drive it until you're right. Until I drove off the lot where I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. Cause you your guys subconscious is primed like, for looking for everyone it. Everyone just yep. got one at the same time. But yeah. how many of us wake up and go, I get money. I'm getting money today. I may, I get all the money. We don't. Well, Dustin does. Oh, yeah. We get up, flip the news on. I look like at our three Instagram. times a year, four times a year. <laughs> <laughs> do it every day now. I get now money. every day. I get money. That should be an alarm too. It's like your alarm wakes It'll up. Like, I get money. I get money. <laughs> I get money. You know what? Up. That's what I want my little huh to be. Yeah. I want it to be. I get money. Give us a clean one. Right? I get money. I get money. <laughs> All right, I'll get that. <laughs> you got it on there, too. I mean, I'm going to cut it and put it on there. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm we, a, got a, we got a dozen button. Yeah, sweet. Well, D, thank you so much for coming on, man. We uh so proud of you, buddy. So happy for you, man. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you, you guys. Couldn't to a better guy, eh? Yeah, yeah. thank, thank you so exciting. much. That, that was oh, by the way, we're going to bring Dustin on as a sponsored athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you guys very much. Fit Soda, Coyos yeah. Beverage. I know you're getting away from the Coyos Beverage, right? Yeah, I think... Um, I think we're just going to move it into Fit Soda, so we're just going to clean it up, uh, simplify it a bit, and then it'll be Fit it's Soda hot, Energy. Hot Fit Soda Energy. Dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fit Soda Energy. Big shout out to them. These guys are awesome. And and okay. uh, let's go. Yeah, my wife works with these guys as well, so that's super cool. You got your art behind you too, showing off Fit Soda. Oh, yeah. happy soda birthday, baby. bro! Whose yeah. birthday? It's Fit Soda's birthday. Mine last Friday. Oh, it was yours last Friday? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Happy belated birthday. Thanks, bro. You just yeah, turned one the, of our art- twenty-one again. 21, yeah. Okay. One of our guys made this. Twice. That's dope. Yeah. I love that thing. We should turn we should get this on a t-shirt. Yeah, that's cool. Down, yes. I'd rock it. I would too. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Let's Bahania. Bahania. Thank you. Over it. Bahania. Bahania. I, I get, get money. money. <laughs>